0: Y'all ready for this? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies. And we drink some brews. I'm Jordan. And sitting across from me here is Daniel. Hello, hello. So today, we got a really fun episode. First episode of the year, at least that we we're recording. Woop whoop. Woo-woo. It's 2020. So yeah, what are we doing today? We're going to be talking some movies we've seen. We're going to be talking some Golden Globe winners and maybe some other things going on in the news. As well as getting into our top 10 list that we have today. We're going to be talking the top 10 best and worst movies of 2019. And our top 10 most anticipated movies going into 2020. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's talk some top 10. Cheers! Cheers. Alright, well, let's get started here, Daniel. Get into this. First off, let's introduce our beer of the week. Yep, this week was Jordan's week to bring beer. So, Jordan, what'd you bring us for beer and towel? So, this is the new one from Breakside. It's a hazy IPA. It's called Star Sprinkles.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one Smells good thing about moving really is I'm good.
0: just that much closer to Breakside. That is true. Yes, Daniel has moved recently. I know. How does that feel, Daniel? pretty good you have good roommates so far so good for the most part yeah for the
1: most part we all sat down and watched a bunch of movies this weekend which was fun
0: yeah, excellent that like shit <laughs> yeah you did wow it's like 10 feet of head right there oh god so should we start out with some news first or should we get into some other movies we've seen this week
1: well we'll start out with i have a few quick little things for news one that i thought was very interesting han zimmer is taking over no time to die movie score and the m- movie only is has another m- month or two to be april april so it's only a few months before the movie's supposed to be out so he has to comprise an entire score Take, but he's taking it over for somebody yeah he's taking it over and apparently just completely scrapped the original score interesting so uh hopefully no time to die score is good because the score can make or break a movie. movie. This
0: movie has me nervous. We'll get into that later. But yeah, this movie has me nervous.
1: Yeah. Well, first trailer was excellent. So hopefully the movie's excellent. Uh, next, I thought was very cool. But uh, and something that I think we talked about on Knives Out, but Ryan Johnson is working on a Knives Out sequel, so to speak. Sequel. But it's more or less just and the detective played by. Uh, James Bond's, you know,
0: Daniel Craig okay, so as the, the investigator. Dan- Daniel Craig on another investigation. Yeah, which is something that I thought would be a really cool idea. That would be cool. You could have on another A-list cast. It doesn't have to be like a family murder thing, but okay. That could be cool. Yeah, I would like like I said, like
1: I thought that'd be very cool to just like spin off like a fictional character into like just investigating different crimes.
0: Coming. 2022, knives in. Knives
1: <laughs> Ta-da.
0: Or yeah. steak nabs out. So I
1: thought that was very cool And then One thing we have to talk about Because we both love animation Whether we love Disney or you know Other things but Frozen 2 Is now the highest grossing animated movie Of all time Really? Yep that happened this past week uh, it's like, Which is kind of very surprising Because I thought like
0: I thought it wasn't Toy doing Story
1: super- were all like
0: Yeah up there. all the Toy Story Especially the the sports one seemed huge Yeah but even that first uh, Frozen, because I thought the second one wasn't doing as hard as the first one. Well, I guess I think it just had staying power.
1: Like, people are still going to see it consistently. So, you know, that's good for Frozen. Like, the animation is fucking awesome. <laughs> I just thought that was very cool and, inter- well, interesting. And then, also, this is a twofer, which was a trailer, a very interesting trailer that got released this week, but... Well, Fox slash Disney slash Marvel put out a new New Mutants trailer for a movie they're going to be dumping out in
0: April. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I saw that, but I did not click on it. Um, I guess part of me just doesn't care, but should we watch it real quick? I mean, well, it's like it's it's more or less the
1: same as the original. Like, it doesn't change the tone. It looks like they're going for a horror movie vibe still. And I, into piggyback on with the trailer is it was also reported that. You know, like it got like shelved for a while and then they did reshoots, and then it's just reported that the version that they're releasing is the original version with none of the reshoots.
0: Really? Yeah. So they're they're basically just gonna dump this movie out. I mean, I've I, have, I have yeah. probably will not go see this. I have no interest in it.
1: Yeah. So they're dumping it out in April. And or April 3rd is the exact date. But
0: one week before Bond. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just so bizarre. Like they shelved it for so long. They paid for reshoots. They didn't end up using the reshoots. Like she should have just dumped it off. And we'd already be over it by now. It would have been a forgettable movie last year.
0: Yeah, should have done that. I don't know. I'm already. I was already ready to forget about it. It's not
1: like Disney's like, oh no, the X Men flopped. It's like I don't know if this is the X Men, but also Dark Phoenix already flopped.
0: I guess get what you can back, and I don't know.
1: Well, apparently they just wasted pay for money
0: the reshoots. By.
1: Yeah, wow. I don't know. So Sounds that was like just
0: very What about that other trailer that dropped a week ago? I think it dropped like the next day after we recorded last week. Talking about a little movie called A Quiet Place Part Two.
1: Oh yes, I forgot to write that down. So here's the thing: I didn't watch it because I'm just already. I already want to see it, and so yeah, I didn't watch it because I really like the first one. I was hoping that I didn't get a second one. But now that it does, I just hope that it's good. And, you know, the casket is still well, John Krasinski. I watched in it,
0: it, so I, I'll just give a few things. I liked what I saw. Obviously, it's going to be the mother and her children this time around. Right. It looks like we're going more, you know, out into the world. We're going to be introduced to new characters. And I guess I'll leave it at this, is if the first Quiet Place was kind of like the Alien, the, you know, the Alien series, the first yep. Alien... This one is going to be Aliens, and I'm just going to leave it at that.
1: I hope so, because I hope it doesn't turn into, like, more of a run-of-the-mill apocalypse movie. Where you're just walking around, meeting new people, you know, have a little vignette story. I don't know. I just, because it's such a cool concept, and it was essentially, like, a, like, the best version of a modern-day silent film that I've seen. It's really one of the only ones well, that I've I have a feeling
0: anything. this one's going to get a little louder, but there'll still be some lot of quiet moments. I hope so. And I
1: hope that's another biggest fear is that I hope it doesn't get too loud. Like I would like it to still like carry on like the same amount of silence as the first one. while not also like, I don't know, leading too heavy into, I don't know, just like breaking their own rules, I guess. I hope it doesn't do
0: that. But I don't know. I'm going to put the PSA out there now. Do not talk during the sequel, people. Do not talk during it.
1: No, it's a silent film. Don't even eat. I stopped eating because I was too loud.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did real quick funny story i asked some people to be quiet this last week at the theater they were like talking and talking and talking even the beginning of the movie like talk you know previews i kind of let go but like into the movie the movie started and they're still just talking and yapping and this is like i don't know some couple in their late 50s i got out of my seat walk over to them and they're like oh you need to get by i'm like no but you could please be quiet that'd be awesome thank you and i walk back to my seat <laughs> And they were quiet the rest of the movie. Good.
1: <laughs> Shut the fuck up, old people. You don't know how loud you're talking, so you just don't risk it.
0: So, all right, well, why don't we get into some uh, Golden Globes here? The Golden Globes happened this last week. We totally forgot about them, and it didn't do any betting. That could have been another ATST from The Mandalorian right there. Ah, fuck you, Disney. I guarantee you it's not 86% audience approved. No, there's it's rigged. But, hey, maybe we'll do some betting come Oscar season and somebody will get that atsd maybe i mean well that'd be a good like spread just to see who wins the most out of the oscars that'd be cool so we'll go over a few here i'm not gonna like read off who was nominated then the winner i'm just gonna mainly go over the winner so for best motion picture drama we have got 1917 which we'll be covering next week and i can't wait yeah so you know beat out joker marriage story irishman two popes next down we got motion picture musical or comedy. And once upon a time in Hollywood is the winner. Now is that Woo! a musical or a comedy? Yeah, I think it falls under comedy. Unless they so add so the, fucking bizarre. It's I don't know. Thankfully, it was in that category, I guess, because that means it's still gotta win. Yeah. Next we have Best Motion Picture Animated Film, and Missing Link won that. And I was actually very stoked to see that win. I know I was kind of betting against myself for that, because I think How to Train Your Dragon
1: 3 was in there too. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love that movie, I love more or less the art form of claymation stop motion animation. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad that Missing Link got it because it's great, great movie, great fun movie, but also beautiful. And I had been recently watching like behind the scenes with Lycus. Well, so. I
0: would have been pissed if Lion King had won this because, yes, I know it, it's technically 100% CGI animation on the computer, But it still was going for that quote-unquote live action. It just seems so douchey. And it was so soulless that there's no way it should beat out Toy Story 4, How to Train Your Dragon, even Frozen 2. Like, it's at the bottom of the list for me. It should be, because it was the only remake (laughs) in that. So, best foreign language film goes to Parasite, which I still need to go see this. I've heard nothing but positive. I need to go see this. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Same with The Farewell, which was also nominated. So moving into Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Drama, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. I did see that. Well deserved, I think. Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture Drama, Renee Zellweger for Judy, which I still have not seen that. I didn't see that either. I think that's coming out hopefully soon. I'll just check it out then. I think so. Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy goes to Taryn Egerton which I think that was well-deserved for Rocketman. Yeah, because he's the one singing in it, too, which is great. I mean, don't get me wrong, this whole list is good. You've got Roman Griffin Davis from Jojo Rabbit. I thought he was great for a child actor. Yeah. DiCaprio and Once Upon a Time Hollywood would probably have been my choice just because I love DiCaprio, and he's great. I love him in that role. I mean, when he he goes up against the hippies and he's carrying the... uh, the drink yeah <laughs> that uh, that scene just cracks me up every time yeah eddie murphy for dolmite is my name we'll get into that later and daniel craig for knives out all really good choices but i'm, I'm still glad it went to taron i think overall yeah best performance by an actress in motion picture musical or comedy goes to aquafina for the farewell yeah didn't see it but cool although i guess looking at the left rest of the list if i had to pick Probably Anna D. Armas for Knives That would have been my choice.
1: Oh, yeah. She was very good in that movie, too.
0: Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a motion picture goes to Brad Pitt. Woo! For, not Rick Dalton, for uh, Cliff, Cliff Booth, which, hell to the yes. I'm so excited for that. The rest of his competition was pretty good, but I'm so glad he won. Yep. Next, we got best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a motion picture. Goes to Laura Dern for Marriage Story, which I've seen Marriage Story now, and she is good in it. Okay. So I'll give her that one. Best Director goes to Sam Mendes for 1917. Okay. Beat Ascorsese and Tarantino. I know. I am very excited to see 1917. Best Screenplay goes to Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Best Original Song goes to I'm Gonna Love Me Again for Rocketman. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, beat out that new original song from cats though sad uh, the taylor swift song is that her i don't know oh it is her yeah andrew lloyd weber taylor swift yep best original score goes to joker awesome i did like the score to that a lot yeah best television series all right we can stop there we're good yeah, we'll just skip through the television. Like, yeah. So yeah, okay. I, I pretty good though. I Irishman didn't walk away with anything, which I was really surprised by. I'm glad to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood picked up picture screenplay and at least one of the actor categories. Right. Pitt was awesome, so hands down, I'm so glad he won. Right. I I love him in that role. Yeah, I really need to watch that movie again. I like. I started watching The Irishman finally last night, and while I was enjoying myself, I was still kind of like ah, kind of not in the mood for this genre per se i would really rather be watching once upon i'm in hollywood again i know but that's all right i'll get to it soon okay daniel well let's switch gears here let's talk about some other things we've seen this week um i've so in the last week since i saw you i've got a quite a few actually i watched marriage story dolomite is my name a beautiful day in the neighborhood and the documentary you assigned me Empire of Dreams. Okay. So, I've also seen... Um, <laughs> what else did I see? Two-thirds of uh, The Irishman, and I saw Uncut Gems Again theaters. Okay. Um, How many do you have?
1: Uh, I have a bunch of movies that have been well-tread that I've seen multiple times, except for one. So, I'm going to start with...
0: I'll, I'll do a couple of them. Yeah. Alright, well, should I go first, then? Yeah, you can go first. Alright, so... Why don't I talk about the one Daniel signed me last week. He signed me Empire of Dreams, a documentary that came out in 2004, runs two and a half hours long, and you can find it on Amazon Prime or Disney Plus. It's on both. Oh, cool. And yeah, so what this is, it's a nice long documentary about the making of the original Star Wars trilogy. And I got to say, this was so much fun to watch. It's just so much fun watching George's, George's vision come to life. Yeah, I. Just, it, it's just so much fun. To, I mean, I love this trilogy so much. I mean, they're my favorite movies ever. This the original three, and just to watch them all come to life. I I feel like I've seen this before, variations of it, different things. I don't know, but it was cool to just sit down and watch it all. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to get that Ralph Mc, um, it, McQuarrie Um, Macquarie book, the uh, with the concept art. Yeah. I, I feel like that's just a must. I know. I now. see that
1: pop up every once in a while and suggest. I'm like, uh, I should. I don't know why I don't have that yet.
0: It's a must own. I know it's it's up there. You know, it's almost one hundred fifty dollars, but that for, out of all the uh, coffee table books, man, that's like a must for me. I just need to get it. Right. But so much fun though. Like uh, I'm trying to think of some things I might have learned that I didn't know before. I mean, it's it what what I enjoy about this too. And they spend the first hour and a half talking about just the first one. Kind of they like go back talk about George in film school, then talk about him doing THX 1138, American Graffiti, and then finally trying to get money in a studio to fund star Wars. Right. And just the struggles they go through. Cause like no one had ever done anything like this before. So just all the struggles of Trish trying to invent things, you know, he starts a new production company, the ILM company to Mm. do special effects for. And, but it's just uh, so rad just watching this. And, you know, there's interviews with the actors, but it's kind of funny now because, you know, Jedi came out in 1983 and here in 2004, you're seeing like, whoa, they've kind of aged a little bit. But now I'm like, dang, look how young they look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny. But uh, yeah, it was fun. Just interviews with the actors and producers that were uh, involved on the project. And this whole thing, it goes down smooth. Two and a half hours long went by so quick. Yeah, I really forgot how long it was until, <laughs> and you, until you
1: told me. like, two and a half, I'm like, oh, dang. Had I been thinking about that, I might not have assigned it.
0: But eh, it's all right. I watched it. I buckled down. I watched the whole thing start to finish. Mm. I even watched on top of this, there's a video out there on YouTube called how Star Wars was saved in editing. I gave that a watch also. Mm-hmm. I've seen that before, but I gave it another watch. And that's got some very interesting information on the behind the scenes of it, too, okay. and how things could have been different. Um, but, yeah, i got to say, I, yeah, if you're a Star Wars fan, even if you're just casual Star Wars movie person, check it out. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. Again, streaming on Amazon Prime and Disney Plus. Awesome. All right, Daniel, what do you got?
1: So, uh, my buddy Gavin and I, we were sitting down. We were trying to figure out what to watch the other day because I was trying to tell him about Overlord because I thought he'd really like that movie and I wanted to watch it again. But he wanted to watch Kong Skull Island. So, we kind of rolled a dice and it turned into Kong Skull Island, which is good because it's a movie I'd never seen before. Hey, might as well start getting ready for the uh, upcoming kong versus godzilla yep i know so i'm like yeah i should watch that and you know we were drinking uh which is perfect i don't think this movie is nearly as good if you're not at least a little tipsy because like it's a movie that i was just watching like it's trying so hard to be cool and a bunch of de- and like trying so hard to be badass that it comes off very cheesy but it's a lot of fun to watch like if you don't take it too seriously you just want to watch like essentially like a monster flick which i always love like with like Kong, like King Kong and stuff, how you can like make cool different uh, like creatures to live on his island. And the first one that I saw like was like a giant water buffalo or something. I'm like, that's cool, but you know, it's just a giant animal of something I already know. And then the next monster you meet is like a bamboo legged spider. I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I'm talking about when I want to see cool different little creature designs. Like I want. Them to play around with it, so they had a, quite a few in there. After like I saw like the first couple, my like, all right, this is this is what I really want in a movie like this. But I don't know, I had a bunch of fun. I forgot Tom Hiddleston was in it. Oh yeah, and Brie Larson, Brie Larson, yeah, and, yeah. They got some Samuel L. Jackson too. So they had three three Avengers in there.
0: Yeah, I remember enjoying this overall. I have seen it since theaters. I remember liking it for the most part. But yeah, like you said, there's some parts where. It, Gets a little cheese. Yeah. But there's a lot of cheese, but it's it's fun. But yeah, if you ignore the cheese, that ends up being pretty entertaining for the most part. Definitely liked it better than King of Monsters. Like I really want somebody to do a supercut of King of Monsters where it's just the monsters fighting. Right. Get rid of all this like human drama and just have the monsters fighting. Right. Because I did not care about human characters in that movie at all.
1: Especially when you're like, you're showing us all these like gigantic monsters and you think I give a shit about the human drama at this point.
0: No. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, so those scenes were cool. But yeah, human stuff. Yeah. All
1: right. Anyway, any other thoughts on it? Uh, No, I had a good time. I'm glad I finally got to watch it. I'm glad I sat down with somebody else to watch it because it wouldn't have been nearly as much fun.
0: No. All right. So I watched Marriage Story, which is streaming on Netflix. It came out this last year, 2019. Written, directed by Noah Baumbach, starring Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, Ray Liotta, Laura Dern and Alan Alda. So Hawkeye is in there. Oh, nice. So I got mixed feelings about this movie. Like, it's a good movie. It's not great, I don't think, but it's good. Uh, It should be called Divorce Story because it's about a couple going through a divorce. Right. Which is a little off-putting at first because, well, one, it's called Marriage Story. But then it starts out with, when the movie starts out, you hear a... Voiceover with the actors, uh-huh. and they're talking about things they like about each other. It almost sounds like marriage vows, almost. Right. But then it turns out they were in therapy, and this is just kind of one of the things that the therapist asked them to do. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, they're trying to save their relationship. Right. But yes, it's about a couple going through a divorce. Yeah. You know, uh, Adam Driver plays a. They live in New York. Adam Driver plays he is a play director. Right. And Scarlett Johansson, his wife, is an actress, and. Basically, she thinks she—I guess you know—for the most part, in a nutshell, feels like she's been um, ignoring her dreams for too long. You know, she kind of gave up acting back in the day to come with him to New York, and has always been there for him. But now she kind of craves. She gets a spot on a TV show, which keeps her in LA for a while. Right. Well, in a pilot, pilot gets picked up, and so she's going to be there filming the first season. Yeah. Anyway, the whole movie is about them getting divorced, and it it had moments in it for sure. Um, There's a great scene between one thing that this movie really brings to light it's just how crazy expensive it can get with once the lawyers do get involved right and how much manipulating those people can do yeah like they weren't even like at each other's throats, like the one of them wasn't an abusing the other one. Like I got to get out of this abusive relationship. Well, none, none of them kind of like that. It's just like pretty casual divorce, and the lawyers up the ante, like because they want no, the money. Yeah, you need to get this, 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 this from this, and this, and this. You need you have the right, you have this right, this right, this right. It's just like wow. Yeah, I mean he and like. Maybe it's an LA. I guess it was a California thing, but you know she gets her lawyer there, so therefore he has to get a lawyer in California. So he's got to travel back and forth between New York and California. Yeah. Get his lawyer Which is in California. It's also very expensive. Get an apartment there, and you know they have those those folks that come and uh, kind of see how you're doing. Like I always think back to like Mrs. Doubtfire. One yeah. That one I forget what they called those service people. Uh. So, but.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: know. Whatever they're called, regardless. Yeah. So he's got to like make his apartment look livable, like get fake plants and furniture in there and get things on the wall just so it looks like a livable apartment. He could care less about this apartment. It's just somewhere to stay when he, while he's there dealing with this crap. Right. Or his passion is back in New York. But he's got to do all this extra stuff, spend all this extra money to impress her, to give him a good word, to uh, help him win the divorce. It's just, yeah. it's crazy. But yeah, Laura Dern and Alan Alda are the divorce lawyers. Alan Alda actually ends up getting replaced by um, Ray Le- Leota. Yeah, okay. And there's a great court sequence with them in it that I love. They're both great in these roles. So yeah, there, there, there's um, I mean there's good. So there is good stuff about it. Um, I'm trying to think of a uh, some parts here. I'm looking at my notes. One thing that kind of bothered me was, was their son. He was great, and just seemed like a normal kid for the most part for most of the movie. And then towards the end, he was just kind of I don't know. He he just started bothering me like. When the uh, gals there to kind of inspect them, kind of see him home life and watch him as a dad, like the kid just kind of being a little crummy about it, not giving his dad a break, right? You acting like oh bored or uh, this, I, I he just starts whining about stuff, and I'm like, come on, kid, like just give your dad a, a break. Like he's trying to, you know. Yeah, but
1: then again, it's one of those things like kids don't necessarily understand that. I don't know how old the kid is supposed to be though, like eight. Uh, yeah I'm not, he could know.
0: still he was he got a little whiny, and I didn't like it right okay, otherwise this whole thing is very well acted. I thought everybody did a great job again it it's a good movie, I don't think it's like amazing, and I'm not gonna be like recommend to everybody I mean'cause it I mean you gotta be in the mood for something dramatic s- dramatic and you know I mean, let's just face it, divorce is kind of a um debbie downer, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you gotta be in the mood for the for, in the right mood for this, but right, otherwise. Not bad. I'd probably give it, I don't know, three out of five stars. Okay. On oh, Empire Dreams, I give it at least four and a half out of five. Okay. Definitely recommend that. All right, Daniel, what else you got? I mean, the only things I got are
1: well tread ground. I'm sure we've talked about them on the show, but I watched Inside Out and Coco and Big Hero 6 and The Simpsons movie. Oh, wow. I
0: watched all of those this week. A lot of animation this week. A lot of animation this or week. weekend.
1: We were hungover on Sunday, so what are you going to do? Hmm watch animation i guess watch animation so big hero 6 always good made me cry twice
0: Aww. the simpsons
1: movie i fell asleep in <laughs> inside out made me cry twice Aww. uh coco bing bon. twice <laughs> Just, i got bing. twice by every single almost every single movie oh except for skull island in the simpsons movie that's pretty much like that's my speed room because like we've talked about coco we've talked about inside out i definitely have talked about big hero 6 All great movies Still recommend Big Hero 6 It's like from 2014 But the
0: animation still looks good Because it's a little stylized Mm -hmm. And just a great movie All right, so I got one more But I think I'm going to save it For next week I got Mr. Rogers In the Neighborhood Because we're already Kind of getting into this So I think we're just going to Move on here to our list I have A a Beautiful Day In the Neighborhood And my name is Dolm Or Dolmite is my name Mm -hmm. And I'm going to save Both of those for next week Okay I would however Daniel recommend In the next week or so You sit down and give Dolomite is my name a shot of your own, and we can talk about it. I would love to actually talk about this movie with you. Okay. All right, so moving on here, Daniel. Let's get into our top 10. I'm thinking, why don't we start with the worst? We'll start with the downer ones first, then we'll move into best, then we'll go into the most anticipated. So, okay. I don't know, would you like to kick this whole thing off?
1: Uh, sure. So I'm going to go in, like, what I kind of had in my mind when I was making the list is, like, I actually wrote, I have a list on my phone, I wrote, went through, like, a release schedule and wrote down every single movie that we saw for the podcast, you know, like, in theaters, or just, like, Everything I saw, or at least I could remember that I saw this year, which was over 50
0: movies. (laughs) Um, That's one thing I'm doing this year is I'm going to keep a better track. Like, I'm actually got a list on my phone. I'm going to, like, put the date, what I saw, maybe a quick, like, quick star thing, like, what I thought of it. Like, you know, the year it came out. Anyway, but yeah, I'm going to track every single thing I see this year. It's probably smart. So,
1: yeah, I started with that and I actually went to a star so like I like I wrote everything down then I kind of went through and there was a, like immediately just tried to get uh f- like you know like very mediocre films that I just kind of forgotten I had seen so I'm like if if I didn't remember I saw that then that was immediately out because I'm like all right but I kind of went it's a little bit subject- well it's obviously subjective it's a list but I went through and you know like you know like movies that I well like least hated to most hated and very a lot of these aren't really like I hated these so much, but like movies I just didn't enjoy and I would never recommend to anybody.
0: And keep in mind too, these lists aren't necessarily the worst of the year. They're just the worst of what we saw. Yeah. Pretty much. Things that we saw that made us cringe and that we yeah, like Dana said, wouldn't recommend.
1: Okay. So that being said, I guess I started mine out with my number 10 was uh, and this is 10 is least worst. And one is the worst. what I thought that I liked the absolute least. So the hate
0: gets worse the further down the list you go. My list is the same way.
1: Right. So starting with number 10, I put Captain Marvel. Didn't really care for this movie. It probably has to do with, you know, like mostly because it doesn't feel like it was necessary, kind of felt to just shoehorn her into Endgame, which she gets sidelined in Endgame anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I personally feel like they should have just waited to release her this year. If she's going to be the new face of Marvel, put her out after Endgame.
1: I thought, like, yeah, introduce her in Phase 4 when they have a bigger threat that they need her for. It would have been perfect. Yeah. So I didn't, like, listen, like, I'm not, like, this movie is still rewatchable. Like, it's not one, that, I mean, I, not one that I have on constant rotate or, have on any rotation right now
0: well if you just uh, on occasion recap and watch them all you'll not skip it
1: no exactly like it's not a terrible movie it's not great and it's definitely not the i don't think it's the worst in the mcu i think that still goes to the hulk movie um Mm,
0: that dark world
1: oh yeah you're right thor dark world that's probably still the worst but yeah, so I put Captain Marvel's number 10, like not a terrible movie, but just not one that really like I
0: enjoyed a whole lot. All right. Number 10 for me. I said, is Pe- Detective Pikachu Pokemon. Not that the... Uh, okay, so this isn't necessarily a terrible, terrible movie. Me, uh, uh, this start, is like... Can, the I, can def- I start over? This is
1: the definition of not a movie made for you. Well,
0: let <laughs> me put it this way, too. If... Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu was the best part of this movie. If you take him out, it is a trash movie. Oh yeah. So that's why this is number 10 on my list. Again, it's not the most horrible movie I saw all year, definitely, but again, just not super great. Definitely not made for me. So yeah. Especially since you don't have that like love of
1: Pokemon like pushing you through. Nope. So yeah, number 10 for me,
0: Pokemon. Detective Pikachu.
1: That makes sense. So uh my number nine, which I think might be surprising. To you. Uh, is I put Star Wars. That doesn't surprise me. Like, because... I guess I'm surprised it's higher up on your list. <laughs> well, I mean, like... Yeah, I know. I figured that would be the surprising part. Just because I would have to have cared and been excited for this movie to completely, like... For me to absolutely hate it. But since The Last Jedi happened, that already that already destroyed it. <laughs> so... Like I'm like, I was just kind of trying to get through this trilogy at this point and yep. it still rang hollow. I mean, we just talked about it. You go and listen to the episode if you want to know, but <laughs> spoiler, we weren't too fond of it. Spoiler. Yeah. Not too fond of it. And like I said, like it wasn't terrible. Like again, like rewatchable, but I'm not going to rewatch it anytime soon. I'm not going to go back to the theater to see it again. So yeah, number nine is star Wars just because it was more of the same.
0: And that's what sucks. <laughs> All right, number nine for me, Hobbs and Shaw. So, Fast and Furious spinoff movie. Entertaining at parts, but overall, eh, definitely over-the-top action. Idris Elba was probably my favorite of this whole movie. Right. I loved him in it, but, yeah. yeah, Not the worst movie of the year. That's about all i got to say about that.
1: Fair enough. All right, next I have for number eight, it was Men in Black International, a movie that I was kind of excited to see, like Men in Black 1 is good, Men in Black 2 is meh, Men in Black 3 is better than it had any right to be. So I'm like, this is fun. Chris Hemsworth, Valkyrie, like this should be a good time. The jokes, a lot of the jokes fell flat, like the charm wore off like in the first 20 minutes of the movie, which sucks. But Chris but yeah, like Chris Hemsworth's character is just kind of an asshole. Like, he's not charismatic. He just sucks. And then it's, it just didn't really come together, you know? And at the end, it seemed like a little bit of an asshole. I forget, like, exactly what the MacGuffin was with, like, the alien from the beginning of the movie. I don't know.
0: I mean, it's it was, not memorable. It's it not was predictable. Like, from the trailers, I could
1: tell you what was going to happen. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I did not, I haven't thought about this movie until I started making this list. that's how forgettable like it wasn't I didn't like it it actually kind of sucked and even for somebody who wasn't like had a high bar at all it still sucked yeah so that's my number
0: eight all right number eight for me Hellboy now at first I was very excited like all right they're gonna be rebooting Hellboy and David Harbour is gonna play him this is awesome it makes sense makes sense except for when you write a shit story and it just ends up being garbage it doesn't make sense and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean we touched base. we you know, we did a whole episode on this. We had a guest on who explained the whole Hellboy like world. And even to him, he even told me later, he's like after
1: it's after it's been sitting with me for a while, he's like I love Hellboy and I wanted to love the
0: movie, but it sucked. <laughs> Just sucked. Yeah. Had a couple cool moments in it, but only a couple. So, yeah, unfortunately, and I did like I did like um, David Harbour's Hellboy overall. But I know if they could actually get a good script and something made. Yeah, but yeah, I'd better, better script, probably even change the director. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, just kind of peewee. So, yeah, number eight for me is Hellboy. All right. So my number seven is Jumanji, the next level.
1: Because this movie, I was actually excited to see, like I wasn't wait, wait, like. Wait, you want
0: to hear something? What? That's my number seven also. Oh, we'll, we'll cover it together.
1: All right. Well, so number seven for both of us is Jumanji, the next level. And while this movie isn't terrible, it's incredibly boring. Uh, it lags quite a bit in the middle and it kind of picks up towards the end. But I just wasn't into it. I was drinking while I was watching this movie. Too I and just I wasn't overall,
0: I went and saw this movie, and I just overall, I just didn't have a good time. Like, I, I just thought it was dumb. Yeah. The jokes were lame and it just it was not a good movie. Yeah. The first one was I didn't think it was amazing like some folks think. But overall, I enjoyed myself quite a bit with that first one. Yeah, and Two I know. Two years I, later, I was like, "What the crap?"
1: I know, and I know I like the first one even more than you do because I had a lot of fun. I'm just hoping it would be more fun, and I just wasn't having fun. Even though, like I said,
0: I snuck in a tall just, beer after I just, I had some it beer. It just wasn't that good. Like, I don't know. Again, I just I just stick with it. It was just dumb. I feel just, like they started making the movie before
1: they even had a script for the second one. Is what I feel like happened. I feel like that the first one just took off, so they rushed this into production.
0: Yeah, it feels very rushed. Uh, if they just don't take things to the next level like they should. No. Like, they don't up the ante or anything. It just feels like more of the same. And I, these are just characters I do not care about. No? Yeah. So, yeah, that's number seven for me as well. What's your number six? Number six?
1: Now, this is where we start getting to things that I just absolutely despise. This, this is where the anger sets in. Yeah, this is like... Like, the first, like, seven are just, like, almost interchangeable. Almost. Or, for, you know, four, I guess. So, but number six is Lion King. This movie does need to be made. Again, with all, I like, I'm already recorded saying that I'm never going to be excited for these live-action remakes because I know I've already seen the better version of them. Everybody has. So, when you make a shot-for-shot remake yet somehow it's still half an hour longer with no real added content to it. It just, it sucks. I didn't have fun. Like visually. Yeah. Gorgeous. But at the same time, that also hinders like the expression of the animals since they're so lifelike and it just doesn't work.
0: Yeah. I had someone, they were talking about this on a podcast listen to, and they suggested what if they had made it and the animals were just silent. No talking, no singing, just silent. That sounds somehow fucking worse. <laughs> I don't know, but almost sounded interesting per se. Like they were, just but you'd have their to still, noises. you'd have to really animate their eyes though, so you could see emotion in their eyes. Yeah, and I don't know. This one was a, a disaster in my opinion. Great animation, but just fell flat. It just
1: it falls flat, and at the same time, I still. It's just, like I said, it just seems so douchey that you're like, this is the live-action remake, but you still try and shove it in the animation categories, you bastards. Yeah, exactly. Which, I'm like, yeah, it's animated. Then call it the... Anim- I don't know. I don't know. It's just...
0: Not a fan. All right, number six for me. Daniel talked about this briefly already. Men in Black International. Did not like this movie at all. I mean, I was kind of looking forward to it. It looked kind of fun, and it just fell flat. Once again, it's one of those movies where... Every time they tried to be funny, just wasn't. It was just cringy. Saw the uh, twist coming a mile away, just didn't care. And yeah, I've given this movie little to no thought. So yeah, that's my number six. It's like when Liam Neeson turned out to be the bad guy.
1: What? Unless he's stated as the good guy, he's the bad guy. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, number five. Number five, we have not... Like, not even with proper branding, we have number five, Dark Phoenix. Is this an X-Men movie? Yes. Do people who don't follow X-Men know it? No.
0: Man, you got stuff below this. I'm curious what your final four are now. Oh, well, again, Dark Phoenix is just,
1: it sucked. It was so unbelievably, like, didn't make any sense. It was so boring. Didn't make any sense again. The only good part was the reshot ending fight scene with Michael Fassbender just messing
0: people up, which was cool. There are a few fight scenes that stood out, but, yeah, other than that, garbage. Yeah, and it just kind of sucks because... This takes place in the 90s, so these people have to, like, get on drugs and age quick by 2000 when the first one came out.
1: Yeah, it. <laughs> I know, like, they, they screwed up the timeline. They kind of screwed everything up because they had such good things going with all these characters from First Class, Days of Future Past. Um, I guess those were the only two good ones with these. And then they made Apocalypse, which sucked. And then they made this, which somehow sucked more. <laughs> and it just, I don't know. And this is again, why the fuck do you give the guy who directed the worst X-Men movie of the original truly the same job to do it again? Well, that's what I understand. Like, <laughs> did we not learn anything from the past? No. Ah, this, this time around, he's going to get it. You're not even going to put the X-Men branding on it either. So it's obviously going to
0: do even worse. Yeah, it was just kind of glad I failed the box office. So hopefully that taught them a lesson. Yeah, I hope it's not like, well, they don't want X-Men. Like, that's bullshit. You know we want we X-Men. We want X-Men. <laughs> I mean, look at Logan's numbers. We want X-Men. Yeah. But we want good X-Men.
1: Yeah, exactly. They don't have to be Logan good. It would see. be nice if they were.
0: That's something I'll to watch tonight. Logan. I haven't watched that in a while. But yeah,
1: so Dark Phoenix is number five for me.
0: Number five for me. Another one Daniel touched on already. Captain Marvel. For me, I just thought this was very cookie cutter. It was just, you know, it's the same formula. All these Marvel movies following out these days. And this has some cool moments in it. Uh, it also made me very mad at some moments. One thing I really did not like about this movie was how Nick Fury lost his eye. That was just bullshit losing yeah. it to a cat. Are you serious? I don't care if it's like this mutant alien cat, that is just dumb. And you know, again, we got to see how far along de-aging software has come. That's cool, but overall, I did not enjoy myself with this movie. felt very forced and she felt very shoehorned in an endgame. Again, I would have saved her for this year, yeah, let her kick off phase four, but yeah, I just. There's just so many things I didn't like. And again, the same reason I'm not a huge, huge Superman fan is when, you, nothing, when you're indestructible and nothing can get you and you can just punch your way through ships, I am not. I'm just lose interest. It lose interest I don't in the character and also takes away the stakes from even the more
1: mortal characters. So like, oh, well, we got Captain Marvel. She is
0: total vegan. Like, there are no stakes with her whatsoever. Oh. <laughs> i like,
1: what the fuck?
0: Vegan? Yeah. But yeah. No, it's just... It's, so yeah, I... Could not care less about this, or I could care less about this character,
1: yeah, yeah, I get that.
0: All right, so yeah, that's number five for me, Captain Marvel.
1: Well, number f- all right, so number four for me is one that you already touched on, but Hellboy. So I was really looking forward to this, like you said, that everything seemed like well, the Blood Queen storyline, sweet, David Harbor, sweet, like the costume design, while a little different from the you know, original two films. I thought looked cool and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to see them like do Hellboy justice. And you know, like let's see some more kick-ass stuff. And then just nothing worked in this film. It's, it just didn't work. It's just one of these essentially like my top four, like five to four movies for sure. Like movies that I'm ever absolutely never going to watch again. And it starts with, well, it starts with dark Phoenix, but Hellboy, especially like, I'm just, it's such a bummer. I'm definitely in if they want, david harbour back and just you know kind of do a soft reboot or just like make a better one as a sequel i'm in for that well
0: get a screenwriter that feels like they care about the material
1: yeah like should have connor write it exactly It just
0: <laughs> yeah it just didn't work and it was a huge letdown all right number four for me daniel talked about already now we're getting into the movies that just made me angry. I mean, Captain Marvel kind of did, but now we're getting... I just get angry the, the more down this list I go. Number four for me, The Lion King. Mm. Again, why are you going to redo it and make it shot for shot and have it just suck ass? Like, the greatest thing about this was how amazing CGI has come along. Yeah. Yes, the animals looked amazing. Everything looked amazing, especially in this first opening, like, ten minutes, things going on. Awesome. But, man... This thing was just, it just felt like nothing but a lifeless, soulless cash grab. Yep. And that's see. what it was because it made a billion and a half. I can't believe people kept going back to the theater to see this. I'm like, you got the better version on your shelf at home, people. Watch that. And Jeremy oh, Irons thing. Who's going, and I couldn't, I just didn't understand who's going back to see this over and over and over and over to make up so much money. Who? Uh, I have no idea. It was just garbage. It just dragged up until Timon
1: and Pooh. Came on. I watched, and that
0: was I watched the
1: uh, original, or the
0: cartoon on Thanksgiving. Ten times better. Yeah. So much better. And yeah, if you're going to like bring, and I didn't like half the voices they used. If you're going to bring back um, James Earl Jones, well, he basically said most of the same lines he did in the cartoon. Why not just go back and get old recordings? Because his voice just sounded so much older in this one less yeah. rich like it sounded just so much he sounded like more wiser and richer voice in this cartoon right why not just use that audio why have him come back and re-record you know 30 years later i just or 25
1: i don't know how I don't old know. is james earl jones he's got to be around 80 now i'm like maybe they. he's like, getting up there maybe if he didn't re-record he wouldn't get residuals from this I don't know. Who I, think knows? He's, I think he's good. I, that's what I'm
0: thinking, too. I don't know, though. Still got Sandlot Cash coming in. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but yes, this movie just made me so mad. Like, how could you remake Lion King so soulless? I just don't understand. Like, no emotion whatsoever with these animals.
1: Yeah. And this is the same reason why I don't want to watch Lady and the Tramp.
0: Yeah. So that's my number four,
1: Lion King. All right. So number three, I know you haven't seen because I specifically told you not to see this movie Jordan. But I w- Thank goodness. <laughs> Number 3 is where we get into like a oh fuck like I hated watching this movie and I'm absolutely never going to watch them again. Gun to my head. All right, I guess this is it. I'm never watching Six Underground again. <laughs> I like I put it on like it was a new release. It was on Netflix. I watched it the week it came out. I wish I fucking didn't. <laughs> Yeah, you can't get out of your head. No, it's just like... It's like it, that foot song. It sucked so much. <laughs> and it was just like so Michael Bay that it, it was just... It wasn't fun. Somebody has to tell him no every once in a while. But it just... It sucks. Don't watch it, please. And if you do like it, I want the drugs that you have.
0: Thumb it down <laughs> on Netflix. Thumb yeah. it down so they get the point.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But yeah, Six Underground. Sucked. Never watch it again. Don't plan on it. All right, number three for me, Dark Phoenix. Mm. Once again, if you're going to try and tell this Dark Phoenix story, why the hell do you go back to the guy that fucked it up in the first place? Makes no sense to me. But yeah, this movie was just too little, too late, and just sucked. It's just dumb. A a lot of the remainder of my list, these are all franchise ruiners. I mean, not that this franchise was in strong-ish to begin with, per se, It just sucks, but it was one of the suckier ones of this franchise because don't get me wrong. I love X-Men one and two days, future past, first class, Logan, all five of those rock.
1: Yeah, especially with like it's just like I think X-Men's like the X-Men franchise is just a little bit more tragic than others. Just because two solid films, a really crappy third one. Then you had, like, these uh, rebooted characters, which were really cool and a really great reboot. And then you followed up with Days of Future Past that married the two and erased the bad movie. Like, you fixed your own universe canon, canonically, like, perfectly.
0: Just to go back and make two more shitty ones. Just
1: to go back and fucking ruin it again. Like, yep. yeah. It just... Yep. That's the tragedy of these X-Men movies. So, yeah,
0: this movie was just garbage. Had a few moments here and there, but otherwise, pretty garbage. So, yeah, that's my number three, Dark Phoenix. Okay.
1: So my number two, well, I'm going to preface this as like, it's not a bad movie, visually well shot, but it just irked me to my core. I hated that I was watching it. I didn't want to finish it, but my girlfriend made me. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm never, I will not recommend this to people. I will not Ever watch this movie? I'm, I'm trying to think what this might be. Well, I told you because like we are both curious about this movie, and I came in after I watched, I'm like, do not fucking watch this movie. But it's midsummer. Okay. Like this movie got to me in a very psychological way. And movies don't usually do that. Like, even horror so, movies don't It's so they do weird because there's so me. there's so many people that are praising this movie. It's so it weird. Fucked me up good. <laughs> That I'm just like, I'm never watching this movie again. And I will not watch it with anybody. I just, I can't. It's just too much. It just, I know. It's just so weird for me to say because I love horror. I love, like, slashers. I love, like, psychological horrors. But this just did something, twisted the knife in just such a way that I just couldn't handle. Oh, man. All right, all right. So, well, it's not a bad movie. It's just a movie that I'm just like, I hated every second of me watching it. So midsummer is my number two
0: all right wow all right well number two for me is the rise of skywalker more or less it's me just dogging on this whole goddamn trilogy i do not like this trilogy i didn't like these new characters they fucking shit all over my original characters fuck you disney this movie sucks yes is it better than the last jedi sure but it's too little too late go fuck yourself disney all right what's your number one
1: my number one is uh the only movie I walked out of this year, Hobbs and Shaw, because I got so annoyed with their back and forth that I'm just like, and I love, I, well, I don't know if I love, but I definitely can enjoy and do enjoy like most of the Fast and Furious franchise. Like when they rebooted it, like four and on, like, I think I've watched four through seven, if not Eight. I think I watched it, but I enjoy those movies. Like they're fun. They're just dumb. Turn your brain off. Good time. But this for some reason was lacking all
0: the charm. <laughs> Even with the brain off, it still hurts.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it just like, it just didn't do anything for me. Like I said, like, I think I told you like, I left when they were like calling each other, like your mom jokes on the plane or something. And I'm just like,
0: all right, I'm out. I got other things to do with my day. This would have probably been a little further down my list, except for, I just, I've only seen a couple of the Fast and Furious movies. I'm not like, I don't have a boner for this franchise. So I wasn't like, oh my gosh, got to see this and let down. So I guess my expectations were so low that I was kind of entertained. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's just like, yeah,
1: that's coming from somebody who enjoys the movies. I just didn't enjoy this at all. And again, I walked out. This was the Aquaman of 2019. Except for I didn't get a walk out of Aquaman because I saw it with you.
0: (laughs) But I saw this one by myself and thank God. (laughs) All right. Well, number one for me, another franchise ruiner. Uh, This movie just pissed me off in so many ways. Um, Call me Carl. Go fuck yourself. Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, I'm like, what? Yeah. You kill off John Connor. This was this could have been so good. It was such a rehash of a rehash of a rehash. The only one, the only character I liked in this whole thing was played by uh, what's her face? Davis the short haired blonde chick. She was cool. I loved her future scenes. Why can't we just have more of that and be set in the future? Why can't there be like Sarah Connor and John Connor working with the team? Why can't there be like these other girls over here? We working still on team? Never seen teams a, come together and work Terminator. together. Something other than rehash after to rehash time, travel, rehash, time, travel, rehash. I mean, like it's just, it's just such a dumb movie. Was it entertaining at some parts that have some action? Sure. But like the villain was the villain just didn't do anything for me too. He wasn't menacing at all. I just, uh, this movie just, I hated it so much.
1: Yeah, I almost put this one, I actually disqualified from a list. I'm like, this has been a dead franchise since the second one. In and that, my while eyes. that
0: is true, it really has been. I mean, there's really, in my eyes, only two Terminator movies. Well, it isn't, it is isn't I Terminator mean, one, my, then my, Salvation. My, honestly, my, my bottom five could have gone in any order. They all just make me so angry. But yeah, this ended up being the last one just because I, I guess it's more fresher of the ones just to really just tick me off besides Star yeah. Wars. But, uh, Yeah, Terminator Dark Fate is my number one.
1: Okay, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I said I I almost (sighs) put it as like an honorable
0: mention for my like. (laughs) The nice thing, Daniel, is we never watch these ones again. Nope, that's for damn sure. That's for damn sure, yeah, because there's only two Terminator movies to me, and I will rewatch the shit out of those two, but I will not watch the sequels, at least very often. Three and four on occasion, maybe, but Genesis and Dark Fate, nope.
1: Yeah, absolutely
0: not Alright, well should we move on to some greener pastures? Should we get some more beer? You want to get more beer?
1: Yeah, might as well get a We got two more lists to get through We're gonna take a All small right. intermission Let's do, pause do, here do, And do. we'll be back here do, do, in just a do, do. jiffy do, do, do. Welcome to intermission <laughs>
0: Okay, and we're back. We got some more beer, and we're ready to roll into top 10 best of 2019. Before we get started, though, Daniel, there's something I forgot to give you a couple weeks ago for a bonus little Christmas gift. Oh, yeah? And it kind of goes along with, since we, you know, we're drinking more beer here, kind of goes along with that. Here is a brand new, your very own, drinking sleeve. Now, you got to read it out loud to the audience. Read one side and then flip it over and read the other.
1: I quit drinking for good. Now I'm drinking for (laughs) bad. That's pretty great. I like it. That's good. I only have one beer koozie and it says Skittles on it.
0: Well, now you got two and that one's way funnier. Well, why don't I kick off the best of list here, Daniel? All right. Or would you like to kick it off again? I did the first one. All right. Top 10 best 2019. Number 10. Now this one just snuck in here in the last week. Number 10 is Dolomite is My Name, starring Eddie Murphy. And I got to say, Daniel, it wasn't quite as funny as I would expect it to be, but it's been on my mind ever since I watched it. And I feel like upon rewatch, it's going to get better. Okay, I really hope you sit down and watch this movie. I hope I'm not overhyping it. But Dolomite is My Name was a pretty fantastic movie.
1: You know, you you're not the first person I've heard talk about it. But for some reason, I thought it was a Netflix series and not just a movie. No, it's a movie. If it was a movie, I movie. probably would have already watched it. I, th- I just thought it was another Netflix series. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I.
0: Well, I would you know, tell you what. Watch it this next week. We'll talk about it next week. Because I would really like to talk about this with you. Okay. So that's my number 10.
1: Okay. So my number 10. I'm going to start out with. Uh, well, I'm also going to preface this. I had a really hard time. With the order of my top 10. Like, I don't even know if it, like, I don't think the 10 spot has the same negative connotation in the 10 spot of the worst list. Like, they're still like really my, good movies. My top
0: five I felt confident with, but my bottom ones, it was really hard. Like, I had other movies that kept coming in and out of the list. Yeah, same, same here. So, I have some, uh, also rants that we'll go over at the end, but yeah. I Get, have, yeah, I have four honorable, getting honorable mentions. The, getting all this in order was tough. Okay so uh the first number
1: 10 is jojo rabbit which is one of the more recent movies that we saw i literally saw it all by myself (laughs) uh but it's one that i really enjoyed i say
0: same but you mean in the theater you were the only one
1: yeah but i like i uh i had a lot of fun watching it like you said the the actor was amazing sam rockwell amazing like character actor like i love anything that he's in and he always has a great performance rebel wilson rebel wilson even had like some of the funniest lines in this movie and everything that she said made me laugh hysterically as, as much as
0: she was kind of still being rebel wilson she was still funny like i actually laughed at her in this one yeah whereas most of the time I was like eh, okay
1: yeah so I, I i have had 18 children for germany <laughs> just like well, s-
0: somebody's gotta walk the clones yeah exactly yeah so i really like this movie jojo rabbit's my number 10 cool Well, number nine for me, another one that just snuck in recently in the last week here. We covered this on our last episode, Uncut Gems, starring Adam Sandler. This movie caught me out by surprise. Again, this is kind of a weird one. Like critics seem to love this one and audiences didn't as much. It's very torn between audiences. But I was on the half that really enjoyed it. Right.
1: Which even I was talking to uh, Gavin. Apparently him and his friend went to go see it. And he said they both really liked it. That's good. OK. And I guess the director has a style of making you like ver- a lot of tension throughout the movies.
0: Well, yeah, they've got this other one streaming on Netflix right now. Or Amazon Prime, sorry, that I want to see which stars Robert Pattinson. It's supposed to be really good. Um, drawing a big blank to the name right now. But uh, I don't know. Right, we'll, we'll figure it out later. But yeah, I think that's what he was talking about. But yeah, I might even check that out in the next week here. But yeah,
1: number nine for me, Uncut Gems number nine for me uh Brightburn. good a, movie a movie that like yeah we were both really excited to see like it was even like, this was definitely rated r right yeah so just like watching i'm just like this movie was weird messed up like had more like had the superhero like backdrop it still leaned more heavy into the horror
0: well, it's like a story we're all familiar with, but took a different turn on it, a different twist to it, which and is one of the I things that I enjoyed it quite a bit.
1: Absolutely. And so, yeah, Brightburn, awesome movie, great subversion of the superhero uh, genre. Uh, I don't think I've opened it and put it on our uh, digital library yet, but it is sitting on the shelf. Now. I know. I think I probably would have made people watch that one on Sunday if we had it, but that's okay. I, yeah, Brightburn, still a huge recommend. If you haven't seen it, definitely go pick it up or rent it. It's, it's awesome.
0: All right, number eight for me. Uh, one we talked about earlier and we we're very excited for that it won Best Animated Feature at the Globes, Missing Link, starring the voices of Hugh Jackman and... Shoot, the guy from The Hangover. Zach Galifianakis? Zach Galifianakis, that's right. Yeah, and this was a fun movie, a fun little buddy adventure movie. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, don't, know what say,
1: best, uh, I don't know what to maybe?
0: say, other than it was just really fun. The animation was incredible, and I'm so glad it won the globe. Heck but yeah, no. that's my number eight right there, is Missing Link.
1: All right. Uh, my number eight is one that I really liked. So I'm super into anime, and I went and saw this, I don't think you went with, uh, so I know our buddy, friend of the show, Connor went with me, and we saw when we saw Lita Battle Angel. Oh uh, yes, like a movie that I did. Uh, think, I,
0: I thought I saw that with you. I
1: can't remember, uh, but I just remember really enjoying myself. Like there's a lot, like it was a lot better than I expected. Well, it's not an amazing movie. It's a great movie to me because I really like like what they present and i'm really into anime and all that crap so it just helps to propel me through it that's another thing we forgot
0: to say at the top of the list these are movies that we enjoyed that we saw there's a few i still didn't get to like i again i'm only two-thirds through irishman right maybe that would have made the list but i just didn't get to it in time you just
1: can't watch everything but alita bad angel i really love that i still love i mean spoiler but i still love the part where she shoves her arm into that guy's face and breaks it off then flips him off while she's as awesome I still a great sequence.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I need to watch that again. Yeah, it's on our movies anywhere. I think. Yeah, that was a fun one. All right, so down number seven for me. Now, this one was a, kind of a surprise. It, this movie, I guess I'd classify it under good, bad movie, per se. What this movie was, was a lot of fun. I'm talking about the Netflix original, The Dirt. Oh, nice, nice. That was just a good, fun movie. I mean, it's about the the, you know, the story in the history of motley crew for the most part it was pretty accurate i would say just had a lot of good moments in it i mean again was it a perfect movie not by any stretch but it was fun is what it was yeah and the soundtrack was awesome i mean yeah soundtrack was awesome so again not every movie on my list is gonna be the sexiest but it's just what i enjoyed and what has probably the most rewatchability for me Yeah. So, yeah number seven for me the dirt
1: all right well my number seven And I made a point, there's only going to be one superhero movie on my list. Because I'm like, I don't need it to take over my entire list. And I had trouble because I was like, Endgame, Shazam, you know, Spider-Man. I really liked all those, you know. But the one that
0: I think like, yeah, the one I want to rewatch more. For a second, I was like, Spider-Verse was last year. (laughs) I forgot about Far From Home.
1: Yeah, well... My pick for number seven is Spider-Man far from home. And if they had any other, any other villain, I'm probably not even going to be on the list, but the fact that they had Mysterio and Jake Gyllenhaal nailed a, nailed the performance and the, and the angle they took with him was perfect. That I'm just like, was blown away by the fact that they actually nailed it with Mysterio and they actually had a sweet, like, illusion sequence which was probably one of the best like sequences that scene
0: was probably (laughs) scene wise If we had to do like a top 10 scene list of the year that might make the list
1: oh i i'd probably be on my list but that
0: scene was
1: awesome i had a bunch of fun really liked it and again mysterio i just so surprised that they actually nailed it and it didn't come off as cheesy but yeah so spider-man fire from home that's my number seven
0: cool so number six here is Another animated feature that was a lot of fun to watch. Now, I hadn't actually seen the first two of this series till the week of the new one coming out. I watched both of them, then once I saw this in theater, saw it in 3D, which was amazing. Okay. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. This nice. movie was so fun. It was just so much fun is what it was. I enjoyed myself quite a bit in just watching the first two of beforehand. And... Each one builds stands on the shoulders of the next and builds a story up to where yeah. you just got one good story. It makes it a I'm not gonna say it's as good as this Toy Story trilogy as far as animated trilogies go, but it's definitely up there though. This is up there though. I like this trilogy better than you know the first three Shreks, if I were to put those together. Yeah. So I really only like the first two Shreks to be honest. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I had so much fun and in three D this movie just the three D just uh made the animation pop. I know. I'm so glad you told me to go see it in 3D. 3D dragons and everything. I mean, everything just popped in this, and it was just so just. I know, my tears were just coming right at me. And, yeah, it was. <laughs> it, uh, there were some emotional moments in it. I like this movie so much, and, yeah, I think we have the trilogy on our digital now, and yeah. I'm looking forward to watching all of them again. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, number six for me, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Sweet. Well, number six for me,
1: uh, something you already... Mentioned, but I put down the missing link, and I really love this movie. I love, and especially like, li- I subscribe to their like a YouTube channel, and they've been putting out some behind the scenes. I just watched a little video about how they put together the jungle, and it just blew my mind. Like, it's just so cool. I love That's claymation. Cool. I should find them on YouTube. I love stop motion, and it's just it's awesome.
0: It's dying art, but it's a still a fun art. I mean, back yeah. in the day, here in the Portland area, we had a. Uh, Oh, gosh, now I'm drawing a blank to that guy's studio. The Raisinets. Uh, well, yeah, the guy that did the California Raisin California commercials, Raisins. the Dominoes. Will Vinton. Okay, Will yeah. Vinton Studios. And, yeah, how cool that was. And
1: I know, but at least now we still have Leica here in Oregon, not yep. too far away from where we live. So that's some local pride there, too. But, yeah, Missing Link, I love claymation, I love stop-motion animation, and this is just...
0: This, this is sure like, like
1: all their movies have been good. I've enjoyed all of them I, think. I know. This is not my favorite like animation that still goes to Paranorman. Because I just love that movie. Even though I feel like it should still go to like Kubo or Coraline. It's Mine's Paranorman. still Coraline. I
0: just love the darkness of Coraline. So I mean, much. Coraline's still the darkest movie they have, but
1: I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Missing Link is my number six. Amazing.
0: All right. Well, Daniel, getting into the top five here, top five best of the year. So I highly enjoyed this movie. I wasn't as high on it as other people would be, but I got to give the studio that made this, I just got to give them a hot, you know, a lot of credit, high five for sure. As far as like where they've come. I mean, we, they started this whole thing off back in 2008 mm-hmm. and there have just been, you know, a couple movies a year that have come out since then. I've, I, there have been a couple stinkers in the middle, sure. But otherwise, pretty entertaining. And the way they wrapped it all up with a bow was, I thought, pretty solid. They paid off some good stuff with uh, just, I guess, as far as, like, Oh, A lot
1: of fan service. Fan
0: service. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm talking Avengers Endgame. Was it my favorite superhero movie? No. Still pretty solid. And it, I, I still, like, I think I like Infinity War just a smidge better, but as a big whole, like, five, five and a half hour movie, it's pretty spectacular. Yeah. And where they've come since the first Iron Man, it's just awesome. It's just crazy. It is, it is crazy. It's literally unthinkable. So it's not super high on my rewatch. This will be one I watch more when I just watch the whole thing because it's just, you know, it's a three hour movie. Yeah. And if I'm gonna spend three hours watching a movie, I'm watching the whole thing. Or well, something else. Once upon a time in
1: Hollywood, or something. Once upon a time in Hollywood. There's there's. Orchestrasy
0: films. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yes, number five for me: Avengers Endgame. Okay. All right. Solid
1: choice. So, number five for me. Well, I did say I was only going to put one superhero movie on my list. I had to include Joker. going Li- I said liar because
0: like, it's not like I don't like I had. I don't, a, give, I don't consider it superhero per se. Comic we, book, yes. Superhero, no.
1: Not well, even when you say superhero, not in like the definition that we've come accustomed to. It's not like a Marvel movie. Not like a classic DC movie. So I put Joker on because like this kind of like I mean DC doesn't have like it has a hit or miss track record as of right now, I mean, I really love Shazam Joker, but I'm just like, I wasn't sure I was hesitant. I'm like walking Phoenix. Like he's never been in something bad, but you know, like if the money's right, the actor usually shows up and DC's got money. But this movie, like I was surprised, like how well executed the idea, the acting and the action was all amazingly executed. And like a lot of dark humor too that honestly made me laugh out loud a few times during the movie. I
0: still laugh at that stand-up jokes about men
1: in parking spaces. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I was surprised. I was blown away by how much I really enjoyed this movie and how well they actually did with it. So Joker is my number five.
0: Okay. Well, moving on. To number four here, Daniel Joker oh, wow. <laughs> is my number four. Yes. I too. Like, I just like to have this. It's just different. It was a, still falls under comic book movies which we are getting every year now multiple ones a year now we're gonna at least this three. one still felt like a breath of fresh air and yeah daniel hit a lot of the good stuff about what makes this movie so special and just mm-hmm. how everything just seemed to come together and be right for it and yeah. i'm glad a movie like this made a shit ton of the box office i'm glad it passed a billion dollars yeah but yeah walking phoenix nailed it out of the park i was so happy to see him win the golden globe for best actor for it and the score too like I was glad to see that win because that score was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, number four for me is Joker. Man, okay, so this is where it
1: gets controversial because I'm sure you'll even be like, you put that above Joker? But while Joker was good, it still was a little bit off-putting from times, which is fine for a movie, especially about the Joker. But, like, how I kind of gauged my top five is, like, how much I had enjoyability in the theater.
0: Well, right, and a lot of this, too, is, like, how much excitement did I have? Like, how op- like how likely am I to tell people to go see it and how the rewatchability too? Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I took in the hand. So
1: number four for me is knives out. Something that I was actually looking forward to going into it. Cause I'm like, I like the trailer. I like Daniel Craig. It looks star studded cast. I'm like, if they can pull this together, like this should be great. At least if, if the ending doesn't come together, that's like, Kind of hinges on the whole, like kind of unravels everything. But I thought from start to end, there were some great twists. The characters were all very memorable and you got to like know each of their, I remembered each of their names. Like when I was done with the movie now, not so much, but when I was done with it, I still remembered every character's name and like kind of like their persona. Cause they all like very much had their own personas, their own character development, their own uh, individual, like motivations and stuff. So I thought it did a great job. Love Daniel Craig. Uh, The girl who plays Rita, was her name? Or was it Rita? The caretaker? Yes. She was amazing. And I love the ending. She's going to be in Bond here. Oh, I know. I know. So Knives Out is mine. Like, it was just, I had a blast watching this movie. And I had a great crowd in the movie theater. So that just helped boost it up my list just a
0: little bit. That's cool. Alrighty. Well, Cool. So number three here. Now, I got to admit, with number three, I kind of cheated a little bit, Daniel. Uh I kind of cheated. So I've got two movies, a a 3A and a 3B. Oh. So the reason I have 3A, 3B. So this was a, I guess you could say a comeback year for a certain actor who kind of was hot for a while and kind of fell off and more fell into like addiction and things like that. And it's kind of trying to make a comeback for himself. So my for my three A my three B. Well, I want to stop you right there. That could literally be so
1: many actors just with that <laughs> True. definition. Could it be Robert Downey Jr.?
0: But it was the guy <laughs> that made a comeback in 2019. Okay. That man, if you haven't if you haven't guessed yet, is Shia LaBeouf. Yes. And my three A is the Peanut Butter Falcon. Three B, Honey Boy. Very Two nice. awesome movies that he was in. I mean, these both of these movies were great. They were so much fun to watch, and. To me, I think they do have rewatchability with them, All, I, and this is one I you know, I recommend both of these movies to anybody that wants, that's looking to watch a good movie. Yeah. Honey Boy will be on Amazon Prime soon enough. Mm-hmm. Rare Falcon, uh, just rent it, buy it, I don't know. Own it. Own it. It's worth it. Love it. Love both of these movies. They're just, like, his acting was superb, I thought, in Honey Boy especially, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, Peanut Butter Falcon was just a very f- enjoyable movie to watch. It was fun watching his... It was kind of like one where on paper it almost looked like, eh, maybe they won't come together very well. Like, maybe their won't, friendship won't bond between them. Right. But it worked. Oh, yeah. Everybody's great. The cast... Everybody in the cast is great in both these movies. Um, what, Noah Joop? Is that his last name? No. Joop? No. It's Noah something.
1: I'd have to look it up. I'm not sure. Anyway,
0: the The guy that plays was supposed to be like a 12 year old version of him. I thought he was great. Yeah. But yeah, both of these are excellent movies. So that's my number three, a three B.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Now I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? But that makes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> All right. So my number three, maybe I, again, I was looking forward to, and I wasn't disappointed. Um, and well acted superbly, I think, but Dr. Sleep. Is my number three. This is one of the movies that I saw with you. I think you yeah, you showed up. Uh right? Didn't we see Doctor Sleep Together?
0: It yeah. Just, I it saw all it blends together. I, cause you cause saw, I saw, that saw it twice. It w- twice.
1: Yeah, because you fell asleep the first time, so you decided to come with me. Yeah, not because it was time.
0: boring, because I had only five hours of sleep the night before, and yeah, I just started dozing. Yeah, so Doctor Sleep, like, starting. McGregor. But Eamon the second McGregor. time around, way better.
1: Oh, yeah, dude, starting. Ian McGregor was great in the movie. I always loved seeing him. Everybody else, like, I forget. I really should have looked some of these up, but like the the antagonist, the girl, the woman who plays Hat. I forget
0: her name, but yeah.
1: But like in the child acting was amazing in this movie too. like both like the main. I mean, you see a few kids in the movie, but the main uh, girl was awesome. I I just loved Dr. Sleep. Like it was a very cool like departure, like set in the same world as The Shining, but a completely different movie from The Shining, Mm -hmm. which I think is awesome for like a kind of sequel, spiritual successor, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it is technically a sequel. Yeah,
0: this one, I don't know. I was so tempted to put it on my list. It's definitely in my also rants. Okay. Spoiler alert. But yeah, it's not on my top 10. I guess for me, I don't know how much video watchability it has. Like, I I liked it quite a bit, but I just don't know how much I'll go back and revisit it. Fair enough. But otherwise, this was a solid movie for sure.
1: Yeah, I definitely like, yeah, like I definitely have different, obviously different likes and sensibilities. Like, I'm just super excited because I keep telling my girlfriend, I'm like, Look, when this comes out, I'm buying it and we're watching it. Nice. So I'm really excited to watch it again.
0: That was your number three. Yep. All right. And so number two, down in the top two final. So number two for me Ford versus Ferrari. Nice. This movie kicked so much ass. I thought everything about this was good. The production of it, the sound design was great. Just everything. The acting was superb. I thought, like, especially um, Christian Bale, I thought knocked it out of the park with, with uh, his performance. And this movie is so much fun to watch and you don't even have to, what I love is you don't have to be a car person to enjoy it. It's just a good story. Yeah. Are there a couple cheese moments? Like when they're fighting with groceries? Sure. But that's pretty easily ignorable. And mm-hmm. the rest of the movie is just so good. Yeah. I enjoyed myself so much. I saw this twice in theaters. I might even go back and see it a third time when it goes to second run theaters. That's just how much I love this movie. And, It'll definitely be one on my shelf for sure. Oh, yeah. And the kind of piggyback on it, if you're looking for some good documentaries out there, The 24-Hour War and Shelby American are two documentaries that are on Netflix right now. Yep. I still haven't seen Shelby American, but Daniel saw it and reviewed it. I saw both of them. They're great. They're great, solid docs. Check them out.
1: My recommended order is 24-Hour War, then Shelby American. You get the overview, then you get like a
0: focused view
1: on the American
0: side. Which is perfect. Yep. But yeah, so cool. Love this movie. And yeah, I can't wait to own it and see it again. Okay. But yeah, Ford versus Ferrari. Awesome. All
1: right. So my number two. It's one that Jordan already mentioned, but I put it up there as my number two favorite movie of the year, The Peanut Butter Falcon. Yes. Nice. Because I was blown away with this movie. I'm like, shallow buff like The I liked the trailer. I kind of like got us got you on board. I'm like, check this out. We should probably go see this. It looks interesting. With the fact that I'm like, I was expecting like a a passable to good movie. But when I was watching it in theaters, I was just like, had a realization. I'm like, holy crap, like this is this might be one of my favorite movies of the year. So like it was just it blew me away of how good it was and how good Shia LaBeouf was and just how good everything was. Um, You know, obviously, it's not perfect. No movie's perfect, but it's pretty damn good. And also just like, you know, he said, Shia LaBeouf had a great year. And I've really I,
0: I guess it is LaBeuf. I, I I you know another podcaster calls him Lebouf, so I always say it like that now. Right, yeah, you're right, LeBoef. I mean yeah, it's <laughs> But yeah, no, he was great in this movie. Absolutely. I mean even um what's his name uh who's the old guy? For as small role as it was. Crap, I don't remember. I know he's Oh, about. why am I drawing blind to his name? Um Dern. Ah, anyway, he was fun. Yeah, no. I just like
1: liked all the. I liked all the characters. I liked the story. I liked the heart that the movie had, and it had a lot of laughs too. So, Peanut Butter Falcon,
0: number two. All right, down to the number one. Well, if it hasn't been mentioned before, I think we can all guess what Jordan's number one is. Any guesses, Daniel? Uh, yes. Who's the star in it? If you had to guess.
1: Uh. Oh, come at, on. Taking a. You know, switching to looking at Jordan's new poster, does it star Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and Margot
0: Robbie? It does, in fact, star those three, Daniel. I knew it. So, yes, Jordan's number one of the year. No surprise here. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not even a little surprised. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, I absolutely love this movie. Is it for everybody? No, a little bit of a slow burn. I know. I get it. It's a little bit of a slow burn, but the payoff at the end is so good. But this movie is just sleek, sexy. I mean, like you feel like you're in 1969 Hollywood. I mean, everything is so well thought out. The production design is just amazing. Yeah. The soundtrack all throughout, and like even like old commercials thrown in between. Like anytime you're like anyone's in a car, you just you feel like you're back in the 1960s. And the acting is just so good. DiCaprio, Pitt. Robbie all three are just great but Brad Pitt especially I'm so glad he won the award for this because yeah. man did he nail it I mean everything about this movie is A-list. his Cliff Booth character I yeah I, I bought it a few weeks ago and I've been meaning to watch it again I really do just want to sit down and watch this movie again I love this movie nice it's so good it's just so damn good and there's just there are some funny moments in it for sure <laughs> like we we're saying earlier when uh Rick Dalton's got the mixer and he goes down and yells at the hippies in the car to get the hell off the street. Yeah. Classic. I know that. especially that mid credit scene at the end. Classic. Like, get this fucking thing out. God. It tastes disgusting. <laughs> so good. <laughs> who, whose idea was it? Who picked this picture for a poster? I got this double chin thing going on. Pow. Yes. No. Good moments, though. But yes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... Written, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Love it. It's my favorite Quentin Tarantino film. Not quite, but it's still a masterpiece, and I love it. Best thing to come out of 2019, in my opinion. All right. Sweet. Well, Jordan, can you guess mine then? Hmm. Well, you haven't mentioned it yet, so I feel like it has to be that, but you also didn't say Ford v. Ferrari either, so it's
1: got me concerned. Well.
0: So it's one of those two.
1: It's not the second one. It's the first one. So my number one is How to Train Your Dragon 3. Like Oh, really? Yeah. That was the second one you said, or first one. Oh, wait. No, I
0: said Once Upon a Time or Ford V Ferrari.
1: Oh, no, neither. Neither. Wow. (sighs) I know. I mean, one, I just love animation. Two, the animation was amazing. That even like I pretty much memed my girlfriend is now like memeing me. She's like, oh yeah, but the sand, right? I'm like, yes, the sand. It's good looking sand and good
0: looking sand.
1: <laughs> but I just I love this movie. I love these trilogies. I own all of them on Steelbook. Um, and it was just like, you know, what, like, you know, animation, like top tier animation can make you feel, make you see. I just love all of it. It's just like essentially like and they nailed the landing. That's also another thing. It's just like They, they stuck it. From start to finish, how the characters grow and everything. like well, It's, it's kind
0: of like Toy Story 3, where everything just wraps up in a bow very nicely. Yeah. They got the little motion tear jerkers in there. And I've only been with this franchise for like a few days, and I still was like... <laughs> I know,
1: I had been like following this franchise for years at this point, but it just... From start to finish, I think the arc of the main characters are amazing. The animation just... Is cool because like every few years, like obviously it just gets better, just does huge jumps that, you know, and it could have so easily turned into like a Shrek movie with all the goofy side characters, but they didn't. They stayed the course. They made the characters grow up each and every movie. And it was great. I I love it. Cute. So that's my number one. Daniel's number one. I do have some honorable mentions and I know you do, too. I do have
0: some honorable mentions. You want to go first? Sure. You better have once upon a time on your
1: honorable Well, least. that's my top list honorable mention. Oh, this probably would have made the list had I actually rewatched it before we made our list. I know it would have been somewhere in there at that point.
0: But the fact that I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. <laughs> Ever talk about my Rick Dalton moment? No. So I put this um, gal and her daughter and now the daughter said to me, she's like, you're a super positive person. I can tell you go- you're going somewhere in life just because good things always happen to positive people. <laughs> and I was that was my like Rick fucking Dalton wow. <laughs> right <Nice>. there. <laughs> I don't know, did I ever tell you that story? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I have the same like after the girl tells him how good of an actor he is. I was thinking the same thing. Rick, Rick fucking Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> nice. anyway good good
1: good sorry no it's okay so like i said if i had rewatched it i'm sure it would be higher on my list but the fact is like it was a bit of a slow burn not what i expected from a tarantino movie at all no so i mean that doesn't make it bad it's still make it's still a great movie and still great cast still great acting it just didn't quite make my list because i should have rewatched it and i it's all right daniel we know it's not in your top 10 that's okay and then also another thing end game well i really wrestled what superhero movie i wanted I almost feel... It's just because, again, Mysterio... I'm just glad I didn't pick Shazam. (laughs) I almost picked Shazam. That was initially on my list.
0: But it got faded out. I'm like,
1: well, I love Shazam. It's very rewatchable. I think Spider-Man Far From Home is the most rewatchable, which is why it made the
0: list, and because I nailed Mysterio. Okay, so for me, also rants, I got Jojo Rabbit, Brightburn, Toy Story 4, Doctor Sleep, Rocket Man, Blinded by the Light.
1: Nice. I also, sorry, I had Detective Pikachu on there because I really like that one.
0: Toy Story 4 and 4V 4 Ferrari. Those were all my also-rans. Nice. All right. Well, Daniel, let's move on here then and talk some top 10 most anticipated movies for 2020. And I know we're going a little long here, folks. Apologize, but, you know, it's just, it's just a special episode. We'll, so it's a yearly wrap-up. Yeah, they will be shorter episodes after this, we promise. So top 10 most anticipated movies for 2020. Why don't you kick it off? So, my number 10 spot,
1: and this is probably just because I just watched Kong Skull Island, but I put Godzilla versus Kong because I'm like, this should be what blockbusters are made for. Yeah. Like just big monster fights, and just, I want to see it. And there's been rumors about Mecha Godzilla making an appearance. Oh, that'd be cool. So, I'm like, yeah, I want to see that. (laughs) Yeah, no teaser trailer yet. But yeah, this doesn't come out till the end of the year. The only thing I'm hoping for is just like strip all the human drama away or at least cut it down immensely. Get this the hell
0: out. I mean, now I am excited because uh, Miley Bobby Brown's coming back. Okay. 11.
1: <laughs> right. So let's just like strip it down to the good actors, but you know, just, just get it out. Get, get them out of here. Like, I don't need as much. I, I want to re- be like,
0: I'd be fine if these were from the point of view of the animals, though, or the monsters. Yeah. I don't need humans.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's called Godzilla. You should have Godzilla be the main focus and King
0: Kong. Yeah. I'm very excited to check this out. All right. So number 10 for me is a movie called Dune. So Dune is, there's a novel out there called Dune and we had a movie in the 80s Dune. That was meh, from what I've heard. I've actually never seen it. Right. What makes me excited about this though? And why it's on my list at all? I can, I
1: guess, what? Same director for uh c-
0: or not Cyberpunk, but um
1: Blade Runner twenty forty nine, right?
0: You would be correct, Daniel. Yep. Dennis something, I think it's like French or something. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce the last name. Villeneuve. Les incompetents. But uh, he directed Prisoners, Sicario, Arrival, which I love, and Blade Runner twenty forty-nine. Did you ever see Prisoners? No, I did not. Hugh
1: Jackman's like is co-starring in it, and it's very good.
0: So, all right, well, that's So, this guy's on a roll, in other words. And, yeah, I mean, the cast, too. You got Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, uh, Zendaya, which is... She's uh, from Spider-Man. Yeah, MJ. Yep. Jason Momoa is in it, and Josh Brolin. Oh, and Dave Bautista. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, solid cast, solid director. Here's hoping this is good. It's not out till December 18th, but here's hoping it's good. That one... I initially out of my list, but it
1: was mostly because I'm like, I love, I love sci-fi, but I have no connection to the Dune series. Like I've never watched the I don't either, one. but everything around it gets me excited for it. That makes sense. Yeah, like I kind of knocked off because I'm like, well, I'm like,
0: I love the genre that it's in. I just I, I will admit it yeah. was last to hit my, go on my list. Okay. So my number nine. Like something and, got kicked off, in other words, for
1: it to be on. And this is sheer curiosity, not so much excitement. But for my number nine is Sonic. Because I mean, one we got the initial trailer with that nightmare of a creature, yep, <laughs> and then we got the revamped trailer with these VFX artists working their asses off to redo this thing, and they did it. They made him look like Sonic. They made him look like he looked
0: more like Sonic, and the trailer was just way better. Yeah, way better. Like, make it has the feel of what this it should be. This could have been. be completely cheese, but. I think we are going to definitely see it and uh, do a review on oh, it. Oh yeah,
1: even if there's something else going on that week, I'm, I'll see both. I don't care. I'm watching this movie as soon as it comes out. But yeah, Sonic is my number nine. All right, so number nine for me.
0: Did not mention it already? Godzilla versus Kong doesn't come out till November 20th, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Different director than any of these other movies than the two Godzillas and the Kong Skull Island. So be kind of curious. Maybe this guy will be more in tune with the. Uh, people just want to see these animals duke it out that's actually like
1: usually i would be like i don't know but yeah hopefully he just kind of weeds out the story and just adds more action so you
0: get rebecca hall in this miley bobby brown like we mentioned Mm -hmm. but yeah synopsis godzilla and king kong duking it out what more could you want Uh, so yeah that's number nine on my list all right
1: number eight which i may be a fool because i've already been burned once With this series, but only once for a series. Yeah. Wait. Give me a hint. I want to guess. Very British.
0: Mm. Kingsman. Yep. The Kingsman.
1: The prequel to the Kingsman series. I watched the trailer. I'm like, okay, this actually looks more in tune with, like, the first Kingsman than it did with the second one. Well, I hated the second one. Loved the first one. This prequel, like, it looks good. Still got Matthew Vaughn in it, or directing, so hopefully he does a better job. But, I don't know.
0: I may be a fool.
1: I've already been burned once, but I'm still like, looking forward to this
0: movie. The, the trailers are good. No, they're, they're it's think, not bad. I think it's only been the one trailer, but I think good. it's only been the one, but it's a great trailer. All right, number eight for me. It's a sequel to a movie that came out three years ago. It was a very fun movie. It was better than it should have been. My number eight. Maybe it's just the soundtrack that gets me excited for this. But my number eight, Wonder Woman 1984. Coming out June 5th. Directed by Patty Jenkins. Starring Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wig, and Robin Wright. Wonder Woman is back. This time it's 1984. There's really hasn't been too much as far as the plot goes released yet. My only concern about this, I'm actually a little skeptical, is she has no sword or shield in the previews, the trailers for this.
1: Yeah, she's still got her lasso and, like, a little Wonder Woman batarang. But, <laughs> anyway, trailer looked fun, and I'm looking forward to it. It looks fun. It does. And, like I said, it's probably... I would not be excited for this, mostly because it's a superhero movie, but the fact that Wonder Woman has probably been, like, one of the... for the most part, except for, you know, like, how it kind of devolves into classic super, superhero, like, ending... Sort of deal, but like it's still like the most of this. The original one was well executed and kind of breathed a little bit of like extra life into the genre, which is kind of like it's been overplayed at that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, and spoiler. I again, I'm after Endgame. I am getting pretty just like burnt out on the superhero movies, so it is the only one on my list. Or is it? Or is it? Hmm. There might be a certain widow Hmm. on the list too. We'll see.
1: We'll see. All right. Well, my number seven is No Time to Die. The new Daniel Craig Bond movie, His Farewell. Um, and I mean, the trailer alone, like I said, like I, the trailer makes it look like this is going to be the Mission Impossible Fallout of the James Bond movies, which if you've seen Fallout. I mean, that was great. I love I that, that was
0: what Skyfall was. Oh, Daniel hasn't seen.
1: Scott I know that's Hall the yet. thing. Is like I haven't seen two of the Daniel Craig movies, Daniel, but I'm still got, excited to check this out. I know. Three I'm going to see it. to do your homework. I know. I got. We own all of them. I just need to get to it. But yes, so No Time to Die is my number seven. It looks good. Hopefully, it is. I'm just. I'm just hoping that they. Uh, I don't know. Have a good send off and for Daniel Craig because he's actually at this point he's my favorite Bond. But
0: yeah, all right, number seven for me a little movie called Respect. You're like, Respect, what the heck is that?
1: R E S P E C T.
0: That's right, coming is it out, really. Yes, <laughs> coming out August 14th. A directed by um, Liesl Tommy, I think that's how you say it. She was involved in The Walking Dead and Jessica Jones. Okay, starring a Jennifer Hudson, Forrest Whitaker, Marlon Waynes, and Leroy McLean uh it's the life story the legendary r&b singer aka queen of soul aretha franklin oh nice and you know i think we're gonna see a trend here starting that's kind of kicked off with bohemian rhapsody and rocket man where we're gonna start seeing more of these like you know you get the dirt can see some are again. gonna suck some are gonna be awesome i'm still also gonna partially i hope this is awesome because i love aretha franklin i love her voice and yeah, hope here's hoping this movie is amazing. I'm also gonna
1: throw a Stars Born into the uptake of these movies because while it's technically not a biopic, it feels
0: like one. Kind of, but yes, true. that's my number seven. Okay, respect. Again, coming out August 14th. So my number six,
1: and I'm gonna make a case like I almost put it way higher on the list, but the fact that I don't have long to wait, I decided to put it lower.
0: Bad Boys for
1: Life No, it's 1917 While it, like, you know, small screen What? It's technically a 2019 movie Well, the fact that, you know, like it had a limited, essentially only opened up like very limited So the general public did not
0: have access to it I know, this could screw up my top 10 list though Because I have a feeling this might kick the bottom one out yeah well that
1: i'd wrestle with that i'm like well since it wasn't wide release since the only like really critics have gotten critics and reviewers have gotten their hands on it the general public has not and it has this official release date All right, i'll, I'll, I'll give
0: you a pass i'll give you a pass
1: well whether or not it's on the list <laughs> but 1917 i'm looking forward
0: to this i'm really excited to see how this one shot works out um well and what daniel loved earlier too you love sam mendes when you watched american beauty yeah so yeah same director Oh, sweet. I didn't even realize that.
1: Yeah. So 1917, that is. Same director of Skyfall. If number six. It. I know. I need
0: to watch them. <laughs> all right. Number <laughs> six for me. Two words are all you need to know to uh, go see a movie like this. Christopher Nolan. He's got a new movie coming out this year, Daniel. Called Tenant. Comes out July 17th. Written, directed by Christopher Nolan. Starring uh, John Dave Washington, Robert Pattinson, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Both of them in a. Chris Nolan movie. That's going to be cool. Nice. Elizabeth uh, Debicki, I think that's how you say it, and Michael Caine. Well, all right. All we know so far, it's an action epic revolving around international espionage, time travel, and evolution. That's all we know so far. Love it. I got to say, though, that trailer looked very interesting and got me hooked. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Can you really go wrong, Chris Nolan? Not yet. Are all his movies complete masterpieces? Not necessarily. But they're still good. He does not make a bad movie, in my opinion. No. Like, three and a half star are the lowest his go. If that.
1: I don't know. Like, I still haven't seen
0: Dunker. I would put Interstellar there, just because oh, I never saw it dragged on a little longer than it should have. Otherwise, this guy just knows how to write and direct. That's Hell all yeah. there is to it. He does. So yeah, number number six for me, Tenet.
1: Well, number five for me. Tenet. <laughs> there you go. Number five, Tenet. Like I said, the trailer was awesome. We don't know a lot, but it's just the intrigue and the name attached. Christopher Nolan. I'm like, okay, it looks like he's kind of going a little bit out there. You know, the closest thing I think we have to compare it to is Inception,
0: but still, it does. The trailer is very Inceptionish feel to it. So hopefully, this
1: does stand on its own two feet and like diverges far enough that people. I mean, I people are still going to make the comparison, but the Tenet is number five. Like, it's like, we're not really sure where it's going to go. I would like more story detail, but it's the intrigue is there and I'm ready for it.
0: All right. So number five for me, we're getting into the land of Pixar now. Okay. so we've seen a trailer for these a few times now. Number five for me is Onward. This looks like a fun movie directed by Dan. uh, I think it's Scanlon. Is how you say it? Anyway, he did Monster University. Starring Chris Pratt, Tom Holland, Julia uh, Louis-Dreyfus, Octavia Spencer, John uh, Ratzenberger, who has done a voice in every single Pixar movie. Yep. Anyway, what's the synopsis? I don't know. Set in 1980s, I guess. Suburban fantasy world. Two two teenage elf brothers embark on a quest to discover if there's still magic out there. I just got to say the trailers for this look very fun. And it's Pixar. It's Pixar. Even their worst movies are better than most. True. And, yeah, I mean, it just looks like a good, fun movie. It comes out March 6th, so, yeah, not too far away. I know. All right, sweet. Well, my number four, Jordan, you mentioned it, Wonder Woman
1: 1984, and it might have been the fact that number four in 1984, I think that's how it got the number four spot. But it's one of those movies, like, I saw the trailer, I'm like, eh, more superhero but then you're like, yeah, it's, it looks good. And I'm like, every time I've, re- <laughs> I've really I've rewatched this trailer multiple times at this point. And every time I watch it, I'm like, OK, I'm actually just getting more and more excited for this movie because I'm like, yeah, I really like the first one. And this uh, Patty Jenkins is back. So especially now that like she has proven success with a big franchise film, hopefully they're kind of just like shake her hair out and just go crazy. But where's the sword and the shield? I mean, we've only seen one trailer, so I'm sure it's there. It's got to be. I'm so curious. Because, yeah, those are iconic. She's got to have those. But at least she's got the lasso truce. And, I mean, come on. When she's, like, lassoing the lightning.
0: that heart
1: was pretty that's sick. pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, so number four is Wonder Woman 1984.
0: All right, so... Number four for me, another Pixar movie coming out later this year. And although we've only had one trailer for this, I think just because of the synopsis of it, I think it slides us slightly ahead of Onward for me. Mm-hmm. A movie called Soul. So it's by the same writer, director, Peter Doctor, that did Inside Out, Up and Monsters, Inc., uh, so whereas Inside Out was about feelings, yeah, yeah different feelings you had, this is, a, yeah, I guess a more about the spirit, the soul of a person. Mm-hmm. So the synopsis is a musician who has lost his passion for music is transported out of his body and must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself. So it serves the voices of Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, once again John Ratzenberger, um, Felicia Rashad in Questlove, I think that's that guy's name. Anyway, is this, have you seen the trailer for this yet? It looks, I saw the trailer. It looks interesting, and I think I'm going to enjoy this one quite a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, my number four is Soul. Nice. Well, my number three, I didn't even realize
1: this until I made the deal about 1984 being number four. Number three for me is Ghostbusters afterlife or ghostbusters three nice uh because i'm not actually a huge ghostbusters fan like i've seen the first one haven't seen the second one so i'm like i'm not like super over the moon about the ghostbusters but watching this new trailer i'm like this got me very interested and very very excited to see what the heck they're gonna do with this like continuation of the story I'm very I, I'm just excited to see because it looks cool. It looks like very Stranger Things Super 8 with mixed in with the Ghostbusters. And I'm all for that. That's that just makes sense in my mind. It all just clicks into place. So Ghostbusters 3 is my number three. Very
0: cool. Yeah, that was a pretty cool trailer they put out for that one. All right. So number three for me, one Daniel listed already. No time to die. Now, I'm surprised this was number three on the list, to be honest, because when a movie goes through, this movie has had, I don't know how many writers on it. The original director quit. So that kind of spills disaster for a movie. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of things like they are trying to like, uh, I don't know, I've heard rumors that they want to invert a lot of politics in this movie, which really does not get me going. I really could wish that stuff would stay the hell out of Hollywood. Uh, the subtlety of a chainsaw. Yeah, there's been some things like that going on. But however, that trailer they put out got me hooked. I'm like, shit, this does look good. I mean, Daniel Craig, for the most part, has had two solid movies, in my opinion, and one really good one. And then one, eh. You know, the two solid ones being Spectre. Yes. So Casino Royale and Skyfall were very solid, in my opinion. Um, Quantum Assaults, while I think I'm in the minority of this, I actually like that one quite a bit. It's not as good as the other two, but I thought it was still pretty good. And Spectre just,
1: eh, I think for been the most lot part, people's problem with Quantum of Solace is before like this Craig series that kind of has like a mini story going on. You know, like every Bond movie was self-contained, and you know, like you could watch them whenever. That's
0: going to be part of it. Quantum too. of
1: Solace kind does not stand because it, if its you own. watch
0: the first three in a row, like it's one solid trilogy. Those first three, and then Spectre just so eh, so yeah. had so many plot holes and just things that bothered me about it okay could have been better had some cool stuff about it still but could have been better okay christoph waltz is in it can't go wrong with him but yes so yeah coming out on april 10th you have no time to die of course starring daniel craig on the armist that we talked about earlier from knives out rami malik is in it naomi harris is in it um lashana lynch is in it christoph waltz is back jeffrey wright's back so, yeah, hopefully this is just a really good send-off for the Bond franchise. I hope so. I Yeah. The tra- again, the trailer sold me. It's got me hooked. As much as I am kind of want to, like, say grr to it as far as other things, as far as behind the scenes go, changing directors and so many writers and things like that. Yeah. Um, you still
1: holding out hope. It's Bond. I'm holding out hope. It happens to everybody. So that's my number three. All right. So my number two, Damn. you already mentioned it. I'm really excited for this one. Love Pixar. Mine is Onward. And I remember watching, like, the trailer just dropped. Like, there wasn't any story information about it. Then they dropped the trailer. And I remember texting, like, saying, I'm like, oh, my God, Pixar made an 80s movie. I'm like, I'm so excited. And, like, everything I've seen about this looks like a blast. It looks like an intriguing world. I love the, the aesthetics of it. I love the characters that they've presented to us and all the side characters and, like, I don't know it looks like this is just going to be a blast and it'll be an added bonus. That is probably it looks like it's going to be really good. But I don't know. I I don't know what else to say about this. I'm just really excited for Onward.
0: It looks fun. And no, I thought this like a was a good gonna, fun
1: movie. I thought this was going to be my number one.
0: Yeah, I I mean, again, I don't know. Like It was a last-minute switch. Onward, I thought, it was going to be actually higher on the list and ahead of Soul, but after we watching the trailers, I'm like, Soul just looks like it's going to have a really, really, really deep, good story to it. And, I, I, and I'm a sucker for jazz. The so. only reason Soul <laughs>
1: that, isn't on my list was because I already had Onward, and as far as Soul goes, we didn't really have like much of a story trailer yet. Not yet. So we just had the synopsis, so I was like, oh, I'll put Onward on because I know... like they present presented us up like the story
0: trailers, so we'll see. I'm looking forward to both of these. I mean, they come out within, what, three months of each other, I think? Yeah. But in yeah. the first year, I think we've gotten two Pixar movies in one. I think so, because it was Toy Story 4, the only one last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely more Disney movies, but I think we've only ever gotten one Pixar movie in a, in a single year.
0: Yeah, which I don't like them going to the quantity realm, I admit. I would like to once a year. Even I'd even be fine going back to once every other year, to be honest, as long as it means we're getting good quality cartoons. Yeah. But anyway, yes, I can't wait for both of those, though okay so down to the top two top two most anticipated for 2020 these are ones that are really getting me excited so one of my biggest regrets in 2018 daniel was not seeing the uh i guess the first in this series in theaters you would sign it to me later but yeah my number two for most anticipated and i was very sold by the trailer that came out last week a quiet place part two
1: Mm.
0: made its way all the way to my number two for anticipated That's how much, yeah, I'm looking forward to this movie again. It kind of looks like the Aliens of the Quiet Place series, Mm -hmm. which is not a bad thing. So yes, Quiet Place 2, you know, we're going to see the return of, uh, you know, John Krasinski as writer and director starring Emily Blunt, Noah Jupe, Noah Jupe, that was the kid from Honey Boy and Ford Ferrari, so yes. Shoop was his last. Did I get his name right at all? I don't remember. Anyway, (laughs) Cillian Murphy joins the cast, which, you know him, Scarecrow from Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. He's a great actor. Yes. He's
1: in that Netflix series. Ashley Dyke
0: joins, as well as, um, uh, what, Melissa Simmons? I don't know. I I think that's just the uh, younger child.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. But anyway, yeah, sequel to the 2018 hit following, you know, uh, family around <coughs> Excuse me Following the family around Into the world Of yeah And I gotta say yeah I can't wait to see Quiet Place Part 2 And I will be seeing this one in theaters
1: Good Because seeing the first one in theaters Was just a treat It was That's my
0: Alright Number 2
1: Well it's down to me Being Number 1 My number 1
0: Wow, I'm trying to think what it could be here because
1: Daniel. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, what do you think it is, Jordan? Like, you can say it out loud.
0: Hmm. Already said onward. You already said no time to die. I guess since you haven't listed it yet, it's down to two great anticipated movies, but you didn't, you're down to only one, which means one of them didn't make your top 10 at all. You bastard. That's okay. You're entitled to your own stuff. I know, but I want to hear what two you're thinking of. You're thinking of A Quiet Place Part 2. I, I'm, that's my, if I had to guess what your number one is since you haven't listed it yet, that's your number one. Quiet Place Part 2. What was the other guess? Probably a little movie called Top Gun Maverick.
1: Oh, no. That definitely didn't make the list. You bastard. Quiet Place Part 2 is not my number one. For reals? It's definitely only honorable mentions, and honestly...
0: Really? I am shocked. It should be somewhere. Well, then, like, what the hell is your... Now I'm trying to think what your number one is.
1: Like I said, you weren't going to guess it. The only reason Quiet Place Part 2 is because, like, the first one is so self-contained that I don't think it needed a sequel. I haven't watched the trailer because I'm like, I'm still very interested. Well, can I take another guess?
0: You already said King's Man. Right. I don't know. I feel like it's either Black Widow or Last Night in Soho. Well... My number one is Last Night in Soho. Man, I was even wondering if you even knew what that one was. Oh no, Edgar Wright's new all movie right, so Twenty Twenty. All right, so you do know what it
1: is. Oh yeah, I've been. This has been on my radar ever since it was announced because Edgar Wright made a couple of my Not favorite movies place too.
0: I am honestly shocked.
1: I, you know, what? that's my number two, Daniel. I know. I just like I said, like I'm more hesitant right now than excited about it. Since the first one was so good, and it just like was kind of came out of nowhere, blew everybody away, including myself, and it had a perfectly self-contained story. So I'm more hesitant about it than excited. Uh, well, talk right? Talk
0: some now. Soho, because that was um, spoiler alert on my also rants. Yeah. So last night in Soho I, is I should be honest that was my number ten, but then Dune knocked it off.
1: All right, I can see that. Like I said, uh, Edgar Wright movie, Shaun of the Dead. Uh Baby Driver, which is something that I love. Uh he also made Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which is another one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah. So Last Night in Soho is takes place, it like has a time travel thriller element to it. Which I was kind of blown away by, or at least I from like what? It says that a young girl passionate in fashion design is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s. Where she encounters her idol a dazzling wannabe singer but 1960s london is not what it seems and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences you got that up. Like, imdb didn't
0: you oh yeah i got it pulled up right here because i'm like <laughs> last night i, I wrote mind. the same thing i actually had that one again in my number 10 for a while but then eventually dune knocked it off because like the director of uh blade runner 2049 i'm like as far as which director i'd be more excited for right. i yeah right okay so, well I'm very surprised because yeah for sure that Quiet Place was your number one you know it's just, like I said it the only reason it didn't make the list at all is, I mean it's
1: in the also rans, I guess but it's just I'm more hesitant than excited but last night in Soho like Edgar Wright just seems to like keep making pretty like he just makes like cult classic movies almost I mean Baby Driver was pretty successful overall I think um and I think they're still developing a second one and again hesitant about that but the first one nailed it for me. But last night, so, I just like that he's switching to a thriller and like like a little time travel element to it. I'm very excited.
0: That'd be cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward. I will definitely it comes out in the fall. I think um, September, October.
1: Uh, yeah. I think it's. I thought it was November, but yeah, it's
0: late in the year, so I'm going to be waiting a minute. <laughs> All right. Ready? Number one for me. It's a sequel, 34 years in the making. The sequel to what I think was the number one movie of 1986. Oh my goodness. And I got to say, Daniel, wasn't too sure about this, but then they put a trailer out for it. Daniel actually sent me that tra- uh, thing. I didn't know the trailer was coming out, so, so a teaser trailer coming out so soon. Daniel sent me the link to it. I clicked on it while driving and I saw what it was and I was like, Holy shit, are you serious? And it came out of So I so I pulled over. Yeah. And I watched it three times in a row. And it it, it sucked me in. It's a damn good trailer. It gave me goosebumps. And then they put out another trailer, Daniel, which also sucked me in and gave me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like as far as making this list goes, like what gets me most excited, what gives me goosebumps, and that's kind of what I, I want kind of feeling more than anything, I guess. And yeah, I couldn't I couldn't deny this for my number one Top Gun Maverick I figure this would be your number one and I get why is it going to be the best movie of 2020 who knows but in a world where I'm getting kind of tired superheroes and ready to move on to other things Mm -hmm. but also just love a good you know action movie for the sake of action for the sake of entertainment yeah these trailers blew me away and I can't wait to see Top Gun Maverick hell yeah so hell to the end you got Tom Cruise starring Jennifer Connelly Miles Teller, John Hamm, Ed Harris, Val Kilmer. I mean, the list goes on. You got it. Joseph uh, Kaczynski, uh, I think that's his name. Director of Tron Legacy, Oblivion, and Only the Brave. I've seen some behind-the-scenes videos, too. I haven't
1: seen Oblivion. And it
0: looks like it's going to be
1: fantastic.
0: I hope so. So, yes, that is my number one, Daniel. Top Gun, Maverick, and I cannot wait to see this freaking movie. Like, I am so looking forward to this. Hell yeah. So, yeah, before I go into my also rants here, so, yeah, just a quick recap. So, I had, from 10, 10 to 1, I had Doom, Godzilla vs. Kong, Wonder Woman 1984, Respect, Tenet, uh Onward, Soul, No Time to Die, Quiet Place, Top Gun, Maverick. And, real quick, just a few also rants. I did have Ghostbusters: Afterlife, Black Widow, Mank, which you're like, what the heck is Mank? That is going to be a movie. Oh, I know that one. It's kind of going to be. Um, you do know that one, okay? So it's going to, it's going to. For those that don't know what Mank is, it's going to be um, Orson Welles versus basically the studio system. I think for the making of Ciz and Kane. Mm-hmm. It sounds very interesting. Uh, if anybody's looking for something fun to watch too, watch the Battle Over Ciz and Kane documentary. It's very insightful. Now, you didn't mention that David Fincher is the one helming oh, that. Oh, that's right. David Fincher is helming it, too. Also got King's Man and Last Night in Soho. Nice. So, yeah, as far as, like, in a lot of these, you know, I went back and watched a lot of trailers for them. And, yeah, I guess I was sticking one on the end there that didn't have a trailer. But as far as, like, directors and things like that and material, it, I guess the t- 10 was a three-way tie between Mank, Dune, and Last Night in Soho, but... Overall, director of Blade Runner 2049 won me over. Yeah, fair enough. I get it. (laughs) So, yeah. That's my top 10 most anticipated. Okay.
1: Back to you. Sweet. I guess I'll rerun through mine. Because I had number 10, Godzilla vs. Kong. Nine, Sonic. Eight, The Kingsman. Seven, No Time to Die. Six, 1917. Five, Tenet. Four, Wonder Woman. Three Ghostbusters, two Onward, one Last Night in Soho. Myel Sarans included Black Widow. Uh, I'm like kind of technically Quiet Place Part Two is there. It was definitely I almost put on the list, but just because I had to bring it back because I'm more concerned than excited right now. Because the first one was just so good. Guess you
0: should have watched the trailer that came out last week. (sighs) Uh,
1: uh, uh. I know. And then (laughs) I feel like there's one more that I didn't write down, but
0: Top Gun. Duh.
1: That's just not. It doesn't have the same effect on <sighs> me that it does on Damn. you.
0: well I did really enjoy the first Top Gun when we. What are you call me old? Yeah, a little bit. We think I'm a Gen Xer or something. Something like that. All right. Well, cool. Well, that is our top ten best and worst of 2019 and top ten most anticipated 2020. Uh, let's move on here to some gambling, Daniel, and let's get out of here because we are running
1: long. So last week, Jordan and I bet on spies in disguise. Oh, that's what we bet on. (gasps) Uh, Jordan bet 51%. I bet 65%. At the time, it was at 73%. Dang
0: it. Okay. Please go down. Please go way down.
1: I hope so. I hope it goes way down because I didn't. I totally forgot to look at something to assign you. As of. or as of right now it is at a 75% so it went up 2% all right apparently critics didn't look that great but all right (laughs) 91% audience score so really? yeah only 5,000 audience score though so I mean still surprises me
0: yeah all right Daniel well you win assign me something Oh, man, I wish I had planned something out. (laughs) All right, well, while I think about it, let's look into what we're going to look into next week. We could do 1917, which I already know that's probably in the 90s somewhere because it's been so highly rated, but I don't know where, so we could bet on that. I have no idea. Otherwise, we could pick something else altogether. Underwater, Just Mercy, Like a Boss, all come out next week. So we could do Like a Boss or Underwater.
1: I feel like Like a Boss would be fun because...
0: That looks pretty bad. It looks ridiculous, but... Does it have critic-proof elements to it? I don't think so. (laughs) Comedies
1: usually aren't critic-proof by any means. So.
0: Okay, all right, well. But yeah, we could do Like a Boss or Underwater. I don't care. You want to do Like a Boss? Yeah, let's do Like a Boss, because I have seen that I saw the beginning of a Red Band trailer for it before I saw Uncut Gems again. And like 30 seconds in, I'm like, you know, what? this is the perfect time. I'm going to use the bathroom. That makes sense. Yeah. They gave somebody, I guess it was a baby shower and they gave somebody a cake with a baby's head coming out of a vagina was the cake.
1: Classy. Yeah. I mean, comedies aren't classy. Oh, gosh. All right. So all set. I don't know if this is too generous. We'll find out. I think I might
0: have been generous, too. I'm just trying to, again, we're playing off the critics, not ourselves, because I think we know we would have given this personally. I said 68%. Barely fresh, but still fresh. Jesus, Jordan. (laughs) I put 45%. I thought that was going to (laughs) be... Maybe it is, though. Who knows? Like, just from the trailers, like this. this." It doesn't look good at all to me, but critics and, uh, you know, who knows? (laughs) He's... Oh, geez, Yeah, I think you were
1: over. What did you say 65? 68. 68?
0: Oh, jeez. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Now I wish I would have said 50. Damn, dude. I thought I was being like extremely generous. <laughs> well, let's see. Dang, uh, I was really hoping to, to sign you some stuff because I got some good stuff to sign you now that it's winter. And as of right now,
1: we do not have a tomato score. No. Not available that as of now.
0: Means bad things. Usually. Well. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. All right. Well, why don't we get out of here, Daniel? Um. Yeah, I think that wraps it up here. So yeah. Well, happy two thousand. I
1: still have to assign you something. All right. All right. Oh. Perfect. So this is a movie that we never got a chance to see last year.
0: But that... You're going to sign me the uh, last third of Irishman?
1: No. <sighs> but I'm going to have you watch, because they just added on Hulu, the, su- the art of self-defense. The... Uh, God, what's his name from Zombieland and the social network? I'm Jesse following- Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Like, ah, drawing a blank. But Jesse Eisenberg, we remember, I remember seeing this trailer, and we were just like, that looks interesting, and it never came anywhere close to us. All right. It's under two hours. The art of self-defense. Okay.
0: All right. Can you let me know how it is. <laughs> I will. Next time. You uh are unofficially assigned dolomite, is my name.
1: I'll 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 fit that in
0: somewhere. You should do it, because it'd be fun to talk about next week. Okay. All right. Well. Let's wrap it up here, Daniel. Happy 2020, everybody. We look forward to uh, bringing you fun stuff this year to come. Whoop, whoop. And we'll talk to you next time. Uh, wait, wait, Daniel, let them know where we can find them. Or you, where they can find us. You can Jeez. find us on Movies and Brews. We've had 20
1: beers. <laughs> sorry. Movies underscore Brews on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you thought was the best movies of the year. You think our opinions suck? Maybe. Do you think uh, Hobbs and Shaw deserved better? Doubt it. But let's, uh, let us know, and we'll... See you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. And we're clear. What a cow.